Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros. It's the sports show. That's Tom, uh, Mike, and with us as always is friend of the show, David Dargarts. What was that introduction? <laughs> that it's was the, It's the sports show. That was the introduction. That was the loudest introduction we've ever had. It's the sports show. we got, we got a special guest here in studio with us, my buddy Mason Pierce. Hey. Mason's here to talk some baseball with us. Talk big, baseball. Big stats guy. He's got a pretty nice breakdown of Bartolo Colon's hitting coming up for you, so... Look forward to that. But first, we're going to talk about a little bit of college football. Yeah, it's going to open some eyes. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, so we got quite a few upsets this week in college football. The big ones. I wasn't upset. The All big ones. Number two, number three, and number four. Yeah, those are, t- those are small. Yeah, every single one of them lost. We got Michigan falling to Iowa, Clemson falling to uh, Pitt. 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 And Washington falling to USC. That's really the only excusable one as far as I'm concerned. Well, but, I mean, I USC mean, is ranked. Yeah, but, yeah, but they did loss. It, it was the biggest of those losses. Yeah. I mean, and, but, I mean, it was to a yeah. ranked team. So, yeah. Um, it's it's really going to shake things up. The college football playoff ranking is going to come out tomorrow. Well, it'll shake it up a little bit. But, I mean, how far really is Michigan going to drop? I Maybe just... You know, well, one. A, lo- well, two, a lot of projections. Two. A lot of projections have them hanging around five or six. Oh, well, OSU so. will be in it. OSU will be two, I think. Uh, in the uh, in the AP, they've got o- OSU is number two, Louisville is number three, Michigan is down to number four, and Clemson is number five. Yeah, yeah. that the, sounds about right to me. Washington drops all the way to seven. Did uh, so? Did Alabama, the team itself, answer our question from last week? No. Okay. It still stands that we need to know why you guys were number one last week. Yeah. <laughs> and why they continue what? to uh, schedule cream puffs all throughout the end of the season. It's yeah. not their fault they're in the SEC. <laughs> they could leave. Boom. They, <laughs> yeah. The SEC generates enough money for each team that Alabama's got the money to leave anytime they want. Yeah. Well, why would they when they run the show? Yeah, right. They don't, yeah, they don't even, and, they don't need I to. I mean, you know, everybody, ESPN's all over the SEC, so. Yep. They've got the spotlight and they yeah. always will. But, no, yeah, Alabama, uh, obviously staying put at number one. And, I mean, the thing is, yeah, we, we got an Alabama pretty hard, but. When it comes down to it, I think at the end of the year they're going to be the champions again. They are that good, and Nick Saban is that good of a coach. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them not winning it. Yeah. They had that one low-scoring game uh, LSU. That, we, that we talked about against yeah. LSU. But yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is as far as that goes. Uh, to use one of the biggest sports cliches there is. Um, I mean, the uh, but it's it was still a win, so. The only other undefeated ranked team is Western Michigan. Yeah. So, so you got the Mac school. <laughs> I, I think did, I think it's our year. I, I did think it's the Max year. I did feel like like addressing this. I, I, I do want to know, you know, who everybody thinks should be in the top four when the rankings come out tomorrow. So what do you got? I mean, obviously Alabama's gonna be number one for pretty much everybody. But who do you guys have as two as two, three, and four? Well, I mean I th- I think the uh, the AP's got it right there with Ohio State, Louisville and Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same? Yeah. yeah. Mason? I yeah, I mean, you. I'm not really sold on Michigan, um, but 
I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, this is going to have big implications for the Big Ten title game, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah I want to get into that a little bit too. Um, but yeah, okay. it will have pretty big pretty big implications there. Um, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go full on Perot. Um, I want Western Michigan at four. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If it you know if it were up to me, I say throw a, throw a non a non five in there. Give us Western Michigan. They're they're undefeated. They earned it. Well, but, they beat two Big Ten teams. But do you think they would win uh, against any that, of the other teams? I the, don't think they'd get blown out. That's that's <laughs> the question that, that that you have to answer is, is Western Michigan good enough to compete if they are in the playoff? I believe that they are. I mean, if Remember if, when we let Notre Dame go to it and we probably shouldn't have? Yeah. <laughs> hey, they were the only undefeated team in the nation that year, so yeah. they had every right to be there. Right. And we're going to do the same thing to Michigan. Uh, and then, But then they ran <laughs> in, they ran into the brick wall that is Alabama. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be Alabama, Western Michigan. You heard it here first, folks. Well, that'll be that'll be the first round matchup because four goes against one. So you heard it here first. But no, I I, uh, I think OSU and Louisville two and three, and I actually would say Michigan four. Um, as much as I would love to say give Western Michigan a shot, um, being realistic, I think it'll be two Big Ten teams. And this is this is why we need uh, a an extended playoff. I think we need at least eight teams in the playoff. Yeah, there are um, there are, what eleven conferences right total. Give us eleven conference winners. Give us the MAC winner. Give us a CUSA winner. And give us five at-large bids. Get us all the way up to a 16-team playoff. Uh, I think that might be a bit much. That that'll that'll send the season into possibly going too long. No, because they go for a month and a half without playing between the end of the regular season and national championship game. There are plenty of weekends in there to get those games done. Yeah, you could get a couple games in there. I think with this unpaid labor, we should get as much work out of them as possible. <laughs> yeah, well, right? that's a completely different argument, but we we have discussed off-air about the fact that, yeah, we think college players deserve to be paid for what they do. Yeah, I mean, we can um, talk about that at some point, too. They definitely deserve to be. They're doing a lot more than I was doing when I, when I was at Kent State. I was making, like, um, sandwich wraps at, like, 3 in the morning for the really drunk kids, Yeah, and uh, I was making money. I was Ju- and Julian Edelman, my quarterback at the time at Kent State, was making nothing yeah. to set school records. Well, I'm throwing kiwis across the across the eatery as a coworker and friend slices them in midair with a butcher knife. I'm pretty sure you're getting that confused with an app on your own. <laughs> This was years. This was 2006. I don't think apps. And the, and the guy, apps and the guy didn't give David a cut when he marketed it. Just Fruit Ninja. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I don't. In 06, I don't think apps on phones were things. David knows the Fruit Ninja guy. We were the Fruit Ninjas. They they originally Julian, wanted to call it. Uh, and Julian Edelman is making nothing as as my quarterback at that time. Well, I don't think we need to focus on Julian Julian Edelman because he's making a boatload of money now. We and need then, to focus on the backup center. The poor guy never. Never amounted to anything. Yeah. Probably living in his mom's basement. (laughs) Yep. I should have been one of those Fruit Ninja kids (laughs) over there at Eastway. Oh, Uh, boy. All right. So we have digressed quite a bit. Um, Promised that we would. We did. Tom was against it. He resisted so much. But here we are. We are the sports show. Um, no, we are a sports show. Sports and miscellany. I went to Ohio State, so I'm legally required to put the in front of names. <laughs> and so we're legally required show. to make fun of you for it. So it is the sports show. He is the Mason. <laughs> yes. This gets me in trouble with conspiracy theorists, but I am the Mason. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. All 
So, uh, Western Michigan's winning it all. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can move we're, on. From, we're, we're all in agreement about that. Yeah. All right. Um, so the Big Ten picture. Um, the way it breaks down right now, um, Penn State needs to win both of their remaining games and have OSU beat Michigan and Penn State will win the Big Ten. Two lost Penn State will then play in the championship game against probably Wisconsin. And then at the end of the season, you've got an issue where you've got two lost Michigan that played very well all year, one lost Ohio State that played very well all year, and Big Ten champion and two lost Penn State that played very well all year. All of them wanting to get into the playoff. Would you put in a two-loss Big Ten team over a team like Louisville or Clemson if they only have one loss? I can't put them in over Louisville just because of how dominant Louisville's looked all year except in that loss. And even then, they weren't exactly out of the game. Right. I mean, I honestly think that Louisville should be number two right now. Uh, I mean, what are some of their other big I mean, what are their big wins? They beat Florida State, but Florida State's not been that great this year. I mean, just so just just from the eyeball test, you know, just watching them play, it seems like they're leagues ahead of of most of the other teams. The eyeball test always makes me feel funny afterwards. The light kind of gets in <laughs> little there. puffs of air. Yeah, those are it's very uncomfortable. Oh no, I, you meant watching the team. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, no. Louisville has been very impressive this year. Jackson has been very, very impressive this year. Uh, probably deserves the Heisman. I know it's close between him and uh, Watson from Clemson. I know there's a lot of talk about Jabril Peppers uh, from UM, even though. Well, he he sort of burst onto the scene. Uh, onto the Heisman watch scene, you know, about halfway through the season, and he was playing extraordinarily well. And Iowa I, certainly held him in check whenever he was on the offensive side yeah, of the wall. Absolutely, and and one bad game is enough to kind of kill your dreams of winning the Heisman. Yeah, I've often uh, railed against that, but well, uh, get on the committee, and I'm I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying. That's why we got this show was so that I could eventually. Be on the Heisman that was the only reason. Yeah. The intended audience is Condi Rice. Yeah. We hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it'll come down to what happens in the Big Ten Championship game if Penn State does make it. Right. Which seems, if not likely, um, probably like a what a forty percent chance or something. Yeah. Well, um, I'll share it. To, I'll share it to the Ballpark Bros page on Facebook. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I promise we'll start using the Instagram if people start following us. <laughs> is that how? I it don't works? think that's how it works. Look, people didn't follow us when I did use it. Um, but uh, there's a graphic. Uh, make sure I can find it here. That basically laid out every single path uh, for the Big Ten champion, and it looks like the easier ones all fall in line for Penn State to get to get the uh, the bid for the East. Um, but basically, Michigan needs to lose a game, which a lot of people are thinking is very likely that they'll lose to Ohio State. Sorry, the Ohio State. Uh, there it is. I everyone's sitting around. Like, I was confused. He, which Ohio State is he talking <laughs> yeah. about? God. Um, I tend to agree. I do think that Ohio State is going to uh, beat Michigan, and Penn State plays Michigan State and uh, Rutgers. So, well, that's hardly fair. I think Rutgers has just been, you know, dialing it back just for this. They're, yeah. they're been, they've been waiting for their big. Uh, their big game there yeah. against Penn State. Um, yeah. Ohio State and Michigan beat Rutgers by a combined score. It was something insane. Like, it was. It was like, uh, it was like 160 or something. Though, I think it was those two and another team combined Maryland. for 160 to nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. To nothing. Yeah, to n- <laughs> nothing. I would just point out that to date, this season, Rutgers has scored 175 points and given up 380. 
Wow. That's not good. There it is. I think we figured out what's wrong with Rutgers, guys. But hey, you know, surprises happen. I hope they beat Penn State, but I don't think it will happen. <laughs> see, I want, see, I want the chaos that that's going to cause if Penn yeah, State well, wins the Big Ten Championship. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for... Uh, we always want chaos. Right. Wait, Especially like, with this, because it's such a flawed model. Yeah, we always root for the chaos and the controversy, and we yeah. pray that it'll happen, but it won't. Yeah. Like with the at the end of the baseball playoffs, where we could have had a five-way tie for the last AL wild card yeah. with like two weeks to go. That would have been amazing. Yeah, who screwed it up first? They're like... I think it was Detroit. They went ahead and decided they just, they just didn't want to <laughs> deal with that. Yeah, they just went lost. <laughs> you know, we're we're big proponents of uh, the craziest stuff happening. Well, it gives you more to talk about. It does. Yeah, I mean, think about our show do. if that's what happens. Right. You we're know. not going to get by on our charisma alone. Yeah. I Maybe might. you won't. <laughs> But yeah, if we're no. gonna talk about charisma black holes, Tom. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> charisma bros, coming at you. That sounds like a like a uh, pickup artist show. Well, <laughs> well hey, Tom, trademark you, that now. Yeah. yeah, Tom, you can show everybody how it's done. I'm on legal Zoom right now. What are some What are some of your best pickup to... lines, Tom? Uh, sit quietly in the corner and hope somebody that's... approaches me. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> and, how it works. And hope I look interesting. <laughs> I just put an interesting look on my face. I, I always try to find something, like a funny hat or maybe a silly bow tie. <laughs> Eric just had a great, interesting look. It's it's how I would look maybe if like a rhino were bearing down on me. It's a very specific, very specific circumstance. Well, people who know me know that I default to a rhino bearing down on me almost all the time. You would. It's that is that is that similar to a bear rhinoing down on you? I don't know what that means. Bear, most bears don't have horns, so... Yeah, most. Do. Most. Most. The great horned bear, however. Yes. Okay, so, not only did those uh, those three teams lose, uh, number 17, North Carolina, lost 28-27 to Duke. That's um, right, I just jumped right back into it. I'm not even giving you guys time to catch up. Um, number, I, was, I was way ahead of you. Number 9, Auburn, lost 13-7 in Georgia. Honestly, I wasn't paying attention. Number 14, Virginia Tech, lost to Georgia Tech 30-20. to and was there one more? Ah, that was the only other game. Missis- Probably Mississippi somewhere. beat number eight Texas A and M twenty nine to twenty eight. So how wrong were we? Oh, we uh, were way wrong. <laughs> we were every of the wrong. No, we were wrong about obviously Clemson and Michigan and. Uh... Oh no, we didn't pick Clemson. Oh yeah, we didn't even bother putting it up because yeah. we don't. When it comes to things that we think are so obvious, we don't always pick. But uh, I I'm glad we, we glad we didn't. Yeah, because so, we would have nailed. We <laughs> Essentially, we nailed it. Yeah, uh, by not putting it up. We were all on Penn State. We were all on Oklahoma. We were all on West Virginia. We were all on Auburn, so we blew that. Ohio State, Virginia Tech, so we blew that. Louisville. You guys had Arkansas. I had LSU. You guys had Minnesota. I had Nebraska. I won both of those. And all those of us the, had Washington and Michigan. Those were the two, I think, too, that you flipped. Yeah, you, we, I, had, we had so many. We, pretty, every game was the same. We, we picked we, all. Th- yeah, we had every single game the same. And Mike was like, all right, I guess I'll pick these other teams so that there's some variety. Yeah, I needed to and make picked, it interesting. He picked two that, that, that went the other way. I mean, you guys want to see us argue, right? That's Yeah, right. But any two would have been the other way. Right, yeah. I, I would have I <laughs> won either way. Um, so is West Virginia actually good? Yeah. I know they're ranked. Eight and one. But, you know, I went to school there as well, and uh, I don't care about them. But I keep seeing them ranked, and I keep thinking I should watch them. They are eight and one. Um, if memory serves, they have not beaten anybody of consequence. Right. I um, think they had one ranked win. That's uh, 
Uh, looking back, looking back, looking back. They beat Missouri, Youngstown State, BYU. Youngstown State. Kansas State, yeah. Hey, uh, the old OSU football coach is their president, so yep. that's kind of Jim good, Trestle, right? yeah. President Trestle? Yeah. Chancellor Trestle. Uh, Texas Tech, TCU, they lost to Oklahoma State, they beat Kansas, and they beat Texas. None of those teams are ranked. Their only ranked matchup of the year comes up this week when they play Oklahoma, who's 8-2. and two. Well... So West Virginia being as low as they are with only one loss kind of makes sense. I don't think I don't think they're a serious yeah, contender they, for the playoff. They haven't exactly been winning big in these games either. I mean, they only beat BYU by three points. Well, you know, when we get God involved in a game, yeah. you can't tell what will Right. So we can't blame WVU for that. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, certainly if God's in the game on either side of West Virginia and BYU, I think we know what side he's rooting for. <laughs> I mean, they. Mm, there's a lot of weird, weird stuff going on at that school. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it'll be interesting when the new rankings come out. I'm looking forward to it because uh, it's going to give us a lot to talk about, um, and hopefully, it leads to more upsets next week. Um, yeah, because this isn't fun if it's if if underdogs don't win a couple. Right. I mean, um, they uh, to use another really tired sports adage. That's why they play the game. Right. I hate hearing that. I do too, because it's obvious. Yeah. But um but yeah, no, that is why because what if what if, what if we didn't play that game University of Michigan? What if we didn't play that game Clemson? Right. What's going to happen is. So, uh, I'm going to throw a couple teams on upset alert. Um Virginia Tech who just lost. Uh they're going to play Notre Dame who looked very good against army and has not has not uh, really been out of any games this year they've they've been close in every game they've lost yeah they're 4 yeah. and 6 but they haven't been blown out so i think virginia tech needs to watch a little bit louisville at houston houston's 8 and 2 yeah they were they were ranked yeah, very highly were. at one point um, yeah so maybe watch out there uh, oklahoma state at tcu um LSU at six and three is playing host to Florida, who's seven and two. LSU is number twenty-four. Florida is unranked. Uh, Florida's number seventeen in the AP. Oh, uh, in the college football rankings, they are unranked. Oh well, um, that'll probably change on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would think yeah. so. I would think so. Um, got an interesting matchup in the Pac-10. Washington State eight and two at Colorado eight and two. They're basically playing for the right to go play Washington in the Pac-12 title game. So which of, which of them do you think? Uh, would stand the best chance of beating Washington? Uh, probably, eh, probably Washington State. I would think uh, they're ranked number twenty-three. Colorado's ranked number twelve. Uh, How surprised are we that Colorado has done so well this year? Well, they I do, mean, I'm I'm pretty surprised. At they that. do play in the Pac-12, so I mean, still, I mean, they've been bad for so if you're, so long. If you're above average, there's you know six wins right there. You're bowl eligible. Ooh, speaking of bowl eligible, Eastern Michigan. Uh, I went. I went to school there. Uh, bowl eligible for the first time since I was born. Um, they they made a bowl game in 1987. <laughs> Whoa! It's really funny because my yeah my my alma mater, who's usually good, uh, recent in recent years, anyways, is so crap this year. Yeah. What's Bowling Green at? Three oh, and bad. Three <laughs> and a million. Three, three and seven, four and six, something like that. Three I don't and know. however many other games they played. Yeah, it's uh, really a great year for terrible. Cardinal Directions of Michigan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm waiting for Northern Michigan to come through. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, BG did. Uh, they weren't a big game against Akron, weren't they? Um, recently, or does anyone? I don't even. Who cares? Uh, Bowling Green is. You know what? Yeah, I. You know, I regret even bringing it up. It the, doesn't matter. They're two and eight. Just don't even waste your time. But Toledo is. 
I'm probably thinking back. Right? I'm probably thinking yeah. women's basketball. That's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah. I probably saw that the women's basketball team, who's usually pretty good, right. beat up Akron. Yeah. That's probably what I'm seeing. Oh uh, yeah, to, Toledo's doing pretty well. Um, they uh, they're eight and two. Yeah, but they're behind Ohio. Well, they they're yeah. in the same they're in the same conference as Western Michigan. Oh, it's Western. I'm sorry. That's, that's the right. problem. Yeah, it's so same fun. same division. That's right. I knew there was I knew one of those teams yeah. was was up on them. So yeah, they're not going to get to go to the title game. Right. Um, yeah. Which that, that sucks, Ford, doesn't it? At it's, Ford Field, up up in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. um, we're actually gonna we're we've been talking about maybe going to that and bringing you guys a game report from the MAC Championship. So. I was gonna go to the MAC Championship the past three years and didn't each time, and I should have because BG won two of them. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, I. As as a Bowling Green graduate, I am happy that UT isn't going to make it to the MAC championship, <laughs> uh, unless something happens to Western Michigan. Because I thought over you the guys, last two games. Well, because I thought you guys would. You know, when we started this season off, and we saw how good UT was, right? And they were really good. Um, I'm like, yep, definitely going to win the MAC. And then Western Michigan comes out. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, what Northwestern or whatever. Yeah. So well, we'll we'll keep tabs on the MAC and keep bringing you all that hot MAC, MAC action. Yeah, because um, we know you want it. I believe they call it. They do call it MACtion. They do. They actually call it MACtion. Yeah. Um. So all right. I wonder what that guy makes. I- <laughs> Mistakes. We're gonna <laughs> poor life decisions. Uh, uh, all right, so we're gonna swing on over to baseball. He's driving a Miata. <laughs> now we're definitely swinging over to baseball. Uh, wow. So the uh, player awards and managerial awards are gonna be coming out this week. Uh, so we thought we would bring you guys our MLB season awards. We're gonna save you some time. You only gotta look at uh, ESPN or whoever else right. is doing yeah, it. No, we're gonna yeah. be right. They are not. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not a prediction. It's it's our own opinions. So I mean, it's right. Not... And my opinion is always right. Yeah, um, you guys are gonna be sorely disappointed. I think you've been in too many focus. Points. We're gonna need to give Tom a dictionary. <laughs> On my and all these other words, <laughs> all the other words in the sentence. So, all right. Uh, now, this is the reason we brought we brought Mason in. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and let you open it up. If you want to go into what do we want to start with? Do MVP first? Yeah, let's do that. Thank all you. right, let's. And I'm telling you, man, I'm encouraging you get as nerdy as you can with them numbers because I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now and it is something to be. It, yeah, I talk about my spreadsheets and they are crap. Mason push you to shame, Next man. To just the gl- the glimpse that i've gotten at the spreadsheets yeah. next to me so we're, we're gonna let mason kick this off let's go let's go mvps first give us your al then your nl and then we'll move around the table um mvp unfortunately was the most boring one it is because there's actually right answers right there's there's a correct answer so it's good it has to be trout i mean sure there weren't as many good storylines he was not a great team but he was far and away the best player in the al right yeah. I know you guys are going to disagree, but... Well, that's our job. Well, yeah. Well, throughout the discussion, it'll come up, yeah. yeah. When, when people start saying other names. Right. I yeah. mean, we're... I don't think any of us <laughs> are going to disagree. I don't think any of us are going to disagree that he is in the... Def- he's definitively just, in the upper echelon of... of I'll, I'll just say right now, he was my number two, obviously. Same here. But... <laughs> But we'll get into that. Oh, you know, we'll get into that. Everybody's perfect. No, except Mike Trout. No, (laughs) except Mason and Mike Trout. (laughs) Um, and my NL pick was Chris Bryant. So that was MVP was the most boring. It's just pretty cut and dried from my point of view. And a lot of it for for the NL side, I don't think it was so much stats. Because Bryant didn't lead in a whole lot of categories. Well, no. when you combine them into something like war. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the NL was kind of straightforward when I was researching, too. Well, my, my trouble with that is is he was just on such a good team. It 
it, it's it's the most valuable player. He might not have been the most valuable player on that team. Oh, Tom's, Tom's pick is going to be interesting. All right, so David, let's. Where who are your MVP picks? My MVP picks for the AL is Mookie Betts. Oh, right this above. Is get really interesting. Right above Mike Trout. He was my fantasy MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went with I went with Mookie. Um, I I know you know they play such different positions. Those defensive stats aren't going to really equal out, but I still think that Mookies were averaged out a little better than Mike Trout's. Yeah. Uh, and I know that Mookie had more at bats because he played for Boston. But still, you it's playing a, a better team that scores more runs. You're getting more at bats. It's hard for me to ignore Mookie's uh, ba- uh, stolen bases. You just percentage. want to say Mookie. That's all. You yeah. don't care about the stats. I'm a so as a Toronto fan, you know, I don't usually talk about Boston, and right. I don't usually hold Boston in such high high regard. But hey, they didn't do crap this year either. So yeah, both both teams are miserable failures. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I had to go with Mookie for for that reason and just a couple others. But um. And then yeah, I know it's whatever Chris Bryant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that that one was pretty easy as as we've already said. So you know, that's, so that we can get to Tom here and he'll just screw it all up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going for, before the yeah bets bets and Bryant bets and Bryant. What do you got? Tom? Uh, well for the uh, for the AL, I've also got Mookie bets. Uh oh, Mookie's gonna win. Oh crap! I uh, I tinkered with uh, yeah, but saying, he's he's smart. Ma- Mason is like smarter probably i would I hazard nothing. i would hazard to guess so like his vote's probably worth a little more i think <laughs> i should get all of the vote <laughs> <laughs> i feel i mean i he, he does actual research i i i tinkered with uh with giving it to jose altuve because his his average was just so much higher than than everyone else's in the al but yeah yeah altuve you know i mookie looked better all year I had Altuve right in line with Josh Donaldson, actually, and I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised Josh Donaldson wasn't brought up over here by Mr. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I mean it, it comes. He had a good year, but he just well, didn't have an MVP year. He had a good year, but then he had he had so many slumps at the plate. Uh, there were just a lot of periods of time at the plate where it was like, wait, where's Josh? I don't yeah. know. It seemed like there were so many situations that he could have gotten us out of offensively that he didn't. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to streaks because yeah, I mean they don't really mean a whole lot. I mean they it big doesn't ones. Have well, so it, they'll, I mean they'll have impact, but right, statistically yeah. speaking. No, you're correct. Yeah, statistically speaking, it doesn't matter when you're good or bad. Um, Unless it's all the time, but, right? But, like Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I get what I get what you mean with Donaldson. I I know I guess as a fan I was frustrated a lot when he was in those streaks, but yeah, statistically speaking he was really really great. Um still, I don't know. I got him a little lower. I I have him around there with Altuve yeah, in, I mean, like in the 3-4 area. Yeah, he I mean yeah. he he was up there uh I mean basically just because of his his uh batting average. I mean it was uh 20 points above the next best of Mookie Betts. Yeah, and he did some amazing stuff at third base, as he always does. Yeah, he's always doing amazing things at third base. Yeah, and I mean, it was just it was just a matter of his team didn't do diddly squat. Right. They so, did absolutely nothing getting to the AL pennant. No, no. Tom's like Tom's talking about. Oh, Altuve. Yeah. yeah. What did El, how how where did Houston? How many places they were, out were they? They were well out of it. Yeah. No, they were. They tried uh, to charge late, but they just started off so poorly that well. Well, they were never digging out of that hole. Yeah, and that's when I started hearing more about Altuve too. Is nearer to the end of the season. 
Um, I wasn't. I don't pay too much attention to Houston and what they're doing. You know, I don't think until, many people do. Well, until they start to threaten, you know, uh, my team, like, and that we expect Houston to be good, or like every year for the past few years too. Uh, and we're gonna soon, I guess, stop expecting that. When, uh, they but, still got that young nucleus. I think they just yeah. had a. They just had a rough year. It happens. But I yeah, think I they'll mean, be back. Altuve, yeah. Springer, um, Keuchel, they'll be fine. Okay. But I, that, that my, you know, right. I, I think they'll be fine. I really do. Yeah. I have some concerns about Keuchel, but I do too. But I, I, I don't think he's as bad as he pitched this year. Yeah, I agree. So even if he's not it's, back to the Cy Young level, I mean, it, it'll be a regression to the mean, yeah. and he'll be a decent pitcher. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's as bad as he pitched this year, I guess is, is just my point to hit as far as he goes. but Okay, uh, so for uh, for my NL MVP, I've got uh, Joey Votto. I knew you were going to do that. What? I, I think I heard you wrong. No. J-O- oh, no, wow. Okay. Joey Votto. That's not how you spell Corey, <laughs> Corey Seager. <laughs> I mean, he was... Uh, so how much are you getting paid for this? I'm a Pirates fan. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So uh, Misery loves company. I don't yeah, think so, he would accept money from the Cincinnati Reds. This is the first time Tom's actually met Mason uh, right right here in studio, so they don't really know that much about each other, including Tom? the fact that they're both Pirates fans. Say hello to the nice man. <laughs> hello, Mr. Nice Man. That's <laughs> uh, just creepy. <laughs> Hi, Mason. So, so why Joey Votto? Yeah, please explain. Gosh. He was the most valuable player on the worst team. <laughs> he was the best. Imagine how Why? much worse they would be if they didn't have Joey Votto. <laughs> Sounds almost it's like... It's a theoretical abyss. Uh, really. Yeah, it just sounded almost like, for a second, Lisa Simpson explaining Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> Jebediah was... He was... <laughs> great it was great oh man all right oh he was he 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 had a really good year yeah give Uh, us some more we're gonna need some more than that he had a really good year uh in the in the batter's box and (laughs) please explain to the listeners what the batter's box is tom because i think some of them might not know you're getting pretty analytical here very yeah very specific you're you're i think you're a little bit over mason's head right now Oh, Look, God. he <laughs> he swings the bat very well. He hit 326 this year. Okay, he did. which is pretty good. That's good. His, um, his on base plus slugging. <gasps> oh, was 985. It was not even over one. Huh, <laughs> yeah, only David Ortiz was over one. That's true. But an MVP candidate. What else did he do that was first? <laughs> <laughs> his on base was 434. Uh, he, I only know this because he was in my top three. It, it's not about being first in every category. No, it's but about it's being... in some sort of composite ranking, he's got to be up there. I, he, yeah. Look, I have two lists, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but <laughs> it's just I don't see the evidence here. We were just stunned. We're stunned. Yeah, I don't mean to say you're wrong. <laughs> well, that's my job, though, is to... Uh... Yeah, he's the wild card. He's the shock and guy. Yep, Tom's <laughs> just dropping bombs I mean, it's all show long. Point nine nine four uh, fielding. He was very good at, at first base this year. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. So I will agree that Votto had a very good year. What's the average fielding percentage for a first baseman? I'm not sure. Probably like uh, 994. So who's who's number two? I don't know. If you've got the stats up. I don't know. He's going to keep talking so it doesn't cut a bunch of audio. Yeah. You need to know how long we're waiting for Tom to do this. Let's find out. Well, I I checked the clock. I mean, he's 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 it, number eight among was, first basemen, but it was ten thirty, and none of them forty two. None of them had the uh, the hitting year that he had. Yeah, he had a good year. It's, a, it's a combination of, of being 
I don't I, great at the plate and great I in like, the field. I like the outside the box pick. I do. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I would. We're, we're giving you a hard time, but I like the outside <laughs> the box pick. I do. It shouldn't be. You know, like these are my picks. Like, I know, not yours. Tom, I know. Tom went with his favorite player in yeah. the MLB, and that says hey, something. I mean, the Reds helped the Pirates out this year. Yeah, that's by true. being even worse than than the Pirates right. were. Yeah, but no, yeah, which is shocking. Votto was one of the few bright spots uh, going for the Reds this year. He even had, like, a really slow start, didn't he? Yeah, so, he, did. yeah he did. He really picked it up. Yeah, he picked it up. I mean, he, that batting average, as you said, is better than, you know, both my AL guys. Yeah. So, no. I, I, I like the outside-of-the-box pick. Like I said, Votto was, in, Votto was in my top three. Just looking at looking at numbers and looking at, you know, things that I know about these players. Because I don't go just based off the numbers. But, like Tom said, think about how much worse Cincinnati could have been without Joey Votto. I mean, I mean, if you if you, you want to talk about in, value, yeah, they would have created a thirty first spot in the ranking and put them there. I mean, if you plug in any other first baseman in the league, yeah, yeah, no, it was Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt and Rizzo are probably better, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I get, I get, it. yeah, but then I mean, I mean, it's not a terrible pick. I no. just Gold Goldschmidt and Rizzo were part of just something so inconceivable that that a team would be that good they i think i think it was the team was performing more than any individual player was yeah you know i get it i i, I, mean, they, I understand they were all playing great and that kind of dulls what any of them did individually right um so all right so i'll give you, i'll give you mine now um david ortiz in the al uh uh, you picked a Red Sox too. Yeah, but I didn't pick David Ortiz. <laughs> I just can't uh, fathom picking he, a designated hitter he, for for well, MVP. And I'll hold. On, I'll get into it. Um, nope, we're not gonna let you. <laughs> As you said, uh, on base plus slugging, he was the yeah. only one over one, one point oh two. Um, he had eighty walks, which is good for eighth. Uh, he had one hundred twenty seven RBI. He was eighth in home runs at 38. He led the league in doubles, slugging, and extra base hits. Also, you want to talk about value. That being his last year definitely gave the Red Sox something else to play for. Yeah, he was good for an old dude. He was good for a young dude. People were pretty excited about him. People who weren't even Red Sox fans were pretty excited about him. He added a fire to that team that they wouldn't have otherwise had. We talked about it uh, when we first started this show. We talked about the fact that we didn't think that Boston would be in the mix for the AL East. And yeah. I think that they were because of his retirement tour. Didn't I pick them to win the World Series? I believe yeah. you did. And so did Tom. Even no, I, I picked them years. to be in. I picked the Cubs Oh, that's win. right. Sorry. That's right. That's that's a that's right. bold prediction yeah. in the past couple of years. Yeah. But so. I picked... I don't know. I yeah. thought the Red Sox were really good. I, I spent, well, it, it had to do with the timing too, with how good they were at the end of the season. Yeah. They um, rode, they rode a wave into into the postseason there, and yeah, yeah. They, they were really... the most improved team this year in the uh, yeah. AL. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, well the, I, these these World Series picks were after the after the playoffs had been set. Not. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so this wasn't at the beginning. Uh, yeah. No. This wasn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, this, this wasn't preseason picks. No. Pre preseason. We all thought that yeah. Toronto was going to win that division. Right. All. All three of us. We've talked about this on air and everything. We, we all. We all thought they were going to win. I think Boston doing as well as they did. I do believe that guys were pumped up each day going to the ballpark. You know, knowing this is Big Poppy's last time in New York. This is yeah. Big Poppy's last time in Seattle and Minnesota and Chicago. All that stuff. So I think. They they had the extra desire to go out and try to send him out a champion. I, I think that that's 
it's not a large part of why I picked him. The, the, <laughs> I gave you the stats. The stats are there. Yeah, he was um, good. Yeah, he, he was, was good. good. And you know, when you're talking about value, yeah, right. he was the most valuable player. So that that's my pick, David Ortiz. So over in the NL, I've got Chris Bryant. Shocking. Yeah. Was um, he a Cubs player? He is. Okay. This is not a homer pick. It's the right pick, Tom. Nope. Um, so uh, just some of the numbers. He hit 292. Not impressive, but still very solid. 39 home runs. Good for third. 102 RBI. Good for sixth. Um, on base was 385. On base and slugging, 939. Had 75 walks. Um, he... Uh, 77 extra base hits, good for fourth, and he led the league in runs scored uh, with 121. That That's a big part of his game that doesn't get talked about. He's very good on the bases, very good. Um, he's, he's good with the timing. He's got that long stride. He might not be the fastest guy in the world, but he, he definitely knows what he's doing out there. Um, and the biggest stat, he only grounded into three double plays all year. That's amazing. And there were guys on base in front of him all year. I mean, Dexter Fowler hit in front of him. So, you know, you know, Fowler was on base. I mean, if you're and, on the Cubs, you're going to have a lot of people. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to hit into a double play. Right. Yeah. Three times. So, I mean, solid, solid stat right there, too. Um, I actually I actually had a hard time picking between Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Um, uh, Rizzo was the Cubs player. Right? <laughs> Sorry. But again, <laughs> look at this, look at the statistics. Yeah. You know, he also hit 292, uh, 109 RBI, 32 home runs on base was also three, 385. Um, they just, they both had very solid years. Um, but I think you look at when the Cubs really got good and hit their stride. It's when Bryant came up from the minors, you know, they had some bad years when it was just Rizzo, but getting them together, kind of like a Bash Brothers 2.0, it seems, uh, you know, without the steroids. Or but, uh, with, you don't know. I don't know. I don't. Neither one of them have really a steroid frame. Yet. They've just started the steroids. <laughs> uh, but no, I, Bryant, I think, uh, I think is the right, the right choice for the NL MVP. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I picked Votto as the person that I think should win it. But who do I think the MLB will pick? It's going to be Chris Bryant. Yeah. Well, there's, and there's so much evidence for it, you know, all the way through the season. It's, it's been a foregone conclusion since June, you know, people have been talking yeah. about him as the MVP pretty much. So, but, all right. So, uh, now we're going to swing into the manager of the year. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The exciting one. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This is it right here. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick this off, and we'll just go back around the table. Whoa. Um, you get a head spinning. <laughs> yeah. So, in the AL, I got Terry Francona. Um, he was. Oh, yeah. taking, that, taking that Indians team uh, to the World Series, uh, as we as we talked about before on the show, last year they didn't even play 162 games. Right. Yep. So. Yep. They didn't even play. They didn't even need all their games. Yeah. Um, he, he did a lot more with that team than I think – any other manager in the league could have. Um, He's—you've seen it in Boston. You know, he took that ragtag team of uh, who gives a crap players mm-hmm. and took I, them to a World Series. I still don't care about him. <laughs> you know, unless they got a ring. It's been a decade, and David still <laughs> I, couldn't care yeah, less. Yeah, and he—he took guys like you know Johnny Damon, who I was never all that impressed with. Although it made that um, one episode of Lost eh. really interesting where they tell Jack that the Red Sox won and he's like bull crap and then he pulls <laughs> it he pulls it up and shows that he won and that's I, the only reason the Boston Red Sox matter to me is because I love Lost and that episode was really good. 
I don't know anything about Lost, so That's I'll just. Why I'm here. I don't think the writers did either, did they? I'll just take your. We can do a show called Lost Boys or uh, Lost nope, Bros. I don't think we can do Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we can, but um, Lost Boys podcast. Eric's it, not here to ask. It's oh, probably yeah. already a thing. So uh, we could use this time. Eric has vacated the studio for a few minutes, and we're going to use this we're time. We're going to go full-on General Hospital we're gonna Bros. Change, we're going to change everything. He's going to come back, and everything will change. We just took over. The ne- will end up this having is, two coffees. This is a coup. <laughs> this is a coup. The, the network is ours now. <laughs> Let that be a warning to the rest of the shows on this network. At what point does this become pirate radio? Cross us and we will end you. <laughs> I'll pull up the Lost Boys IMDB. So, like the second he walks in, that's what we'll uh, <laughs> just pull it. Just pull up the novel. And we'll just start reading it. Just <laughs> we'll all do characters. Do a ta- do a, we'll do a table read of. I call Kiefer's character. <laughs> Speaking of Kiefer, um, when you guys watch that new show he's got? 24 no. 2? No. Oh. 48? He plays somebody. Oh, designated Survivor? Yeah, Designated, designated Survivor. Survivor. He plays somebody pretty far down on the presidential list. Yeah, there was a the show like that. Presidential Succession list. They did that once. It was called Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know this was becoming a show. I was just having a separate conversation about Designated Survivors. Yeah. At work, and somebody was like, oh, yeah, that's a new show. And oh, I said, yeah, what you watched, are you talking about? You watch that too? <laughs> yeah. No. What? Watch what? I keep seeing the previews for it. I've never, I've never turned it on. It's I don't know. It seems like they just took uh, they just took his character from 24 and just made him president. Yeah, and and they took a really interesting idea from Battlestar Galactica. One of my favorite uh, episodes of The West Wing is when they're trying all throughout the episode where they, Josh and his card is that the one? No, well, oh. all through the episode they're like, "You got the guy yet?" No, not yet. Oh, hey, who's the guy? Oh, we don't know yet. Hey, have you picked the guy yet? Nope. And like at the end, you realize that they're talking about the person that's supposed to stay behind in the White House because Aaron Sorkin wrote it, and things are the guy or the yep. thing. Yep, <laughs> Sorkin bros. That <laughs> that that, that could actually work. Let's not. Right, so I was watching the Social Network the other day. <laughs> All right, so my NL pick for Manager of the Year. Right back in. Shut up, guys. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's back. Back to baseball. Back to, um, back to sprots. My, uh, we may or may not have taken over the network while you were gone. We pretty much ruined the show by making it ten times better. Uh, NL pick, uh, Dave Roberts. <gasps> Thank oh my you. God. I, I wasn't ready for that. Thank you, Tom. No, he picked my number two guy. It's. Yeah, I mean... It, the there's an argument to be made for any of the guys uh, in the NL that you know took their teams to the playoffs. Um, Madden just you know coaching those guys to the World Series, and everybody's going to be like, oh well, give the Cubs all the awards. As much as I would love that, um, no, I don't think uh, I don't think he deserved it this year. They um, still might though. They might, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, like Michael's gonna Michael's gonna uh, refrain from giving them all the awards, so he doesn't seem too homery. Whereas the real world is probably gonna give them all the awards. Yeah, yeah like I'm trying to play it safe so no one accuses me of being a homer, but it, 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 <laughs> right. in reality, they're going to get all of the awards. So, but no, um, Dave Roberts, the way, and I look at it this way: the way he handled Yasiel Puig. Right, that right there gives him manager of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was hurt and he was also being not able great. to being able to handle a toxic guy in your clubhouse yeah. like that. Puig was not that could have ruined that team. Yeah, Puig was not good. I mean, that does, does Puig's mother get mother of the year then? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is she? Uh... I don't know anything about her, but Reme- she seems lovely. <laughs> Re- rem- remember that I I had Puig on my on my championship fantasy team, yeah. and like all year I'm like I'm like what the hell am I gonna do? I was like what a wasted pick. Yeah, you know I didn't I didn't pick him high. 
you know, I, I knew what I was doing when I was picking. It's not like I went, not like he was my first rounder or anything, or even like second or third rounder. But when I saw he was still hanging around around four or five or six or wherever we were, I was like, hey, why not? He yeah. could hit some balls. And then he had that terrible year, and I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, he hey, was, I won. And he was toxic in that clubhouse, and I think Roberts handled it perfectly. And, yeah. you know, that's just one aspect of it. His baseball knowledge and the way that he, the way that he handled, uh, Kenley Jansen throughout the playoffs. He knows he knows when his relievers have had enough. He knows when his starters have well, for the most part, knows when his starters have had enough. I know uh Kershaw can talk him out of it sometimes. Um well he's the only one who should be able to. Right. Yeah. I mean Kershaw is one of those pitchers where Co- if Co- he says I got another batter in me, you're kind of inclined to let him do yeah. it. Coach Kershaw. Um but uh, it's, uh, and I mean, a lot of it is you look at the difference from last year lot, to this year. Largely the same team. You said you were the top guy. Were you? Not? I don't know if I was. What was that? I think I just heard Trump. I think Tom just had Eric. It was Eric. Eric heard. Eric's messing around. Donald Trump's in the studio. We're trying to have a serious conversation about sports and only sports. <laughs> and nothing else and ever. Eric's listening to something and then we hear all oh, have to hear Trump's voice. Speaking of Donald Trump. Nope. We've we're so, not like two we, red, white, and blue teams go to unexpected extra innings in the World Series. Yeah. Oh it's I don't know, I'm suspicious. In an it's effort, like 2016 is just recycling storylines. In an effort to, uh, <laughs> in an effort to not alienate anyone who's listening to the show, we do not endorse anyone ever, ever for anything. I'm just pointing out color schemes. <laughs> we do not endorse the color schemes of those teams. Yeah, we're just yeah, we're just talking about logos right now. Really, that's all, Mason. I mean, we could have a whole podcast on logos, yeah. and we will. I, I love logos of all types: corporate, sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes I make my own logos. Look, political affiliation aside, that Republican elephant is pretty pretty badass, guys. Well, I just elephants like, are awesome. Elephants are just cooler inherently than donkeys yeah. are. I like seals yeah. more. Why doesn't somebody have a seal? Oh man, the seal of the president of the yeah. United States, and it's just a seal, yeah. like in just, the White yeah. House. Yeah. Or, or Okay. Wearing a bow tie. Man. See, it's not totally Eric's fault now because of how far we've taken it. But he started it. We've we've absolved him by being as But if we get back into it in the next five seconds, we're good. Tom, sports. We did it. <laughs> Dusty Baker, I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers, I think he did manage it well, but the Dodgers still had kind of a disappointing season. They did. And it's not really his fault. Well, I mean, how... And they weren't, like, the most improved or anything. Any, they... I mean, they ran into the Cubs. I mean, everybody ran into the Cubs. I know. So, so you you can't really blame them for for not winning at all. Well, no, I'm not. But I'm you know given the expectations at the beginning of the season and where they ended up. Right. There's just I just a huge golf. I just yeah. I just think that uh, he did a better job. Uh, Roberts did a better job with that team than Mattingly did last year, and it's large. It's actually a worse team having lost uh, Zach Greinke. Yeah. So well. He didn't do too great this year either. But. Well, I think I think a lot of that was the change. I mean, some people do well with change, saw, and some kind some of falter. You saw it with John. You saw it with John Lester last year, first year in Chicago. He did not pitch well last year. Yeah. This year, he. I mean, I don't know. If there was a legitimate really chance. Change, though, there right? was a legitimate chance for him to be a Cy, to be the Cy Young Award winner this year. Yeah. So uh, you can't really discount that. I mean, you're changing everything about your life. You're changing. Where you live, you're changing where your kids are going to school, you know, and heck, sometimes that doesn't, that doesn't even change. Sometimes your wife and kids will stay back and 
and you know wherever you were before and you're without them for however many months so that's why i just roam the country freely I do wild change wild <laughs> parties yeah <laughs> so uh so those are my picks francona and roberts tom um well in the, in the al i went with francona uh but i i did seriously toy with the idea of giving it to uh the blue jays john gibbons because of what he did with with that team that did not hit well at all throughout the season they they were i think 12th in the al in in batting average and they weren't too hot in the field either the only thing that really saved them was their their pitching and i think he just did a great job getting them to the playoffs with sort of an underperforming squad well especially when you look at the blue jays pitching and, and it's not really ever good right and, and like i, I mean I'm, I'm always shocked when their pitching works out this this season they did end with the the lowest era in in the al right but that was kind of a shocker to it me. was but uh yeah and shocked me. I, uh, when you have ra dickey in your lineup at that age yeah <laughs> like I, I i was wondering why why do we and we you know we hung on to i'm not gonna get into the burly thing again last year when we well, should have been trying to get a uh the top seed we didn't. the the trouble is that there's not a lot of pitchers out there that you can just go out and get mid-season yeah. So you can you're kind of stuck with who you've got at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, and you had the you had the issues too with managing those guys later into the season like with Sanchez and you know, pitching yeah. as many innings as he's pitched. I mean, and I, to I still think... to still make it in uh as far as he did having to like limit innings for these guys uh some of these guys yeah i mean that's you know i seriously thought about giving him my pick for manager of the year but i I went with terry francona he's he's done it before he'll do it again i i think someday within the next few years this uh cleveland team will be back in the world series and this time they might win it as long as they don't do it against the cubs more power to them (laughs) and then over in the nl joe madden i mean Again, he's done it before. He'll do it again. Both both of these guys have put together uh, World Series teams, you know, all throughout their careers, and and it's just he he did so incredibly well with uh, the players he had, and trying to manage that many uh, players that are playing that well, I think, can be a little difficult sometimes because you do sometimes have to give them a rest, and and it's you know trying to figure out who to rest on what day and things like that. Yeah. Oh, Madden definitely did a very good job handling all of that. And when the guys were slumping, he he knew exactly what to do to get him out of it. You know, you, you even saw that in the playoffs, moving Javi Baez around to get him going. And it it unfortunately didn't work with Jason Hayward. Um, never really got that going. No. Um, but here's the thing, though. Without Jason Hayward, everybody yep. everybody wants to make fun of that fun of that contract. But without Jason Hayward, there's no uh, World Series win. So 184 million dollars for a speech. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, that most, speech won the World Series. Most expensive speech. And the Cubs, I don't think, care when they give money to people how much it is. I mean, if you look at that. I think the Ricketts are going to do all right. <laughs> if if you look at so that year, year over year, you know, $184 million divided by 108 years, it's, that's not go. that bad. I think we should take this into account in, like, the consumer price index um, when you're measuring the prices of different goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, speeches, they just went through the roof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to cost so much money. Hillary's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> No, yeah, to endorse anything these days, right? It's gonna pay. Oh, so David, who are your uh, your managers of the year? I'm gonna shake it up in the AL. I went with Terry Francona from Cleveland. What? Yeah, I thought he was good. You're ridiculous. Yeah, no, he's an all right manager. Um, 
again, it goes back to what we said about how uh, these guys uh, weren't even being thought of last year. Um, I know that. So it's it's kind of close with him and Buck Showalter, just because Showalter seemed to do more with less. I kind of agree with you there. Um, and nobody, I don't think anybody expected anything from the Orioles. Uh, really? They were, yeah, I mean, they weren't even really um, talked about as a wild card team for most of the year. Like I, honestly, I expected the Yankees to rebound this year. I expected Toronto to stay good. Um, I expected Tampa to not be as bad. I expected. Uh, the, the big Red- one for me was Detroit. I thought Detroit was going to get yeah. one of those wild cards. Well, yeah, and I expected well. the Red Sox to tear stuff up in that division. I mean, that- and then to have have Baltimore come out and and get the second wild card spot. Uh, I thought was a huge deal. I mean, that that whole division there is it. They have the talent to be good teams. It's well, it's one of those divisions where like you can count on there at some point, you know, at least half at around halfway through the season, there being like a three or four way tie for the division lead. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's probably never really happens, but it feels like that for much of the season. That I mean, the, it, that the AL East is that close. There's not really a um, team in that division that I cannot yeah. imagine winning that division. Right. You know? So, uh, but yeah, you know, Buck Showalter, he was great. I don't think it was enough though, with Frank Kona taking the Indians to where he took them right. following last season and then taking them all the way there now, into the game seven and all that. I know that this is for the regular season and all that, but still. Right. Well, I mean, it, the, the playoffs do need to play a part of it. And I know that, well, yeah, they do. I, know, I know that the voters say that it doesn't, but well, the seating, it does. the seating still matters. And yeah, where right. Cleveland ended up at the end of the regular season was, was a big enough deal. Right. Um, even though, you know, Baltimore, they squeaked in and they lost that game you know and then uh i don't know what you're looking at now not sports related oh well then we can't talk about it because <laughs> we're a show about sports <laughs> buck showalter though is only i think he's legally contracted to win in every year that ends in a four right <laughs> mm-hmm. so this is yeah. his year that's no. another thing i was looking at it was with that was that he's won so much recently yeah. or, or that he's not super well, every, recently but every decade won that where the year ends in four yes. the past three decades yep. yes so, you so know. he's got I mean, another eight years. Yeah, <laughs> another eight years. We'll be looking at him, uh, and we'll be Look, around. If we'll I could, be around that if I could say, you know, hey, I'm only going to win on years that end in a four, and I end up with four championships or five championships. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's an okay life. Um, over in the NL, I, I went with uh, I went with Dave Roberts. What? Suck it, Tom. Ooh. Yeah, suck it, suck it, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. I've invited Jim to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I went with uh, I went with Dave Roberts because um, of all the obvious reasons that have already been stated right. by Michael and Joe Madden was number was number two because it's so hard. Like we're looking at the records of these guys, like the win records, and you see anything over a hundred, and you're like, well, they win. <laughs> like you see the hundred and three wins, you're like, God. And then when you go back to the Cubs and how they came out of the All Star break, and we're like, well, what are they gonna do? Oh, they're gonna keep winning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually. And I didn't I didn't break it down this much for the NL, but at least in the AL, if a team ever hit a hundred wins, at least for the first time, that manager won manager of the year. Yeah. And I assume it's probably the same in the NL. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I would think. Yeah. The Yankees, I think, had since nineteen eighty three have had five seasons in which they won 100 games or more, uh, but only one Manager of the Year award, yeah. just for their first one. Because right. after that, they're like, yeah, it's the Yankees. Yeah, yeah right. They win 100 it's, games. It's expected now. They yeah. win 100 games. Yeah, no, uh, that's and that's kind of the thing that almost got me with Joe Madden, but I was impressed by the Dodgers 
I didn't yeah. expect to see that happen with them. Well, after Mattingly left, a lot of people questioned whether they could even win the West. Right. But, of course, nobody saw Arizona tanking so and then, hard. And then, you know, they gave us that. Fan, well, I, I bet Eric did. They gave us that fantastic series. Between the Dodgers and the Nats and that, that, that game where, what was it, like the fifth or sixth or seventh inning went for an hour? Yeah. Or something like that? Uh, yeah. I It had started while was we a, were still at work. Yes. And I, I had to take... Uh, I had to take uh, uh, our, our my mom's cousin to work, and uh, that's like an hour round trip, and it was just finishing up when I got back home. I had to drive all the way out to Northwood and take and take him out to work, and come all the way back to Toledo, south end of Toledo, and and it was like finally wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, but yeah, no, I don't know, Dave Roberts. I picked Dave Roberts. All right. My sec, my my second being Joe Madden. For, yeah, like I said, right. But so. I just it's it's tough it's tough to say like that the Joe Madden thing was like super duper impressive when like the team was so good it's almost like what would happen if you took the manager out for a week they'd probably still yeah. win a lot of games right well and especially them um with the bench coach Martinez right I mean he's in talks for yeah right managerial jobs so yeah 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 you look at the whole crew there so. yeah I mean it it was definitely just that the Cubs were so much better than than any other team and. It might have been a grave injustice if they had lost the World Series. I know a lot of people that... There would have been trials. <laughs> a lot of people that agree, but I know a lot of people that disagree. There would have been trials. Yeah. So, Mason, who do you got? Um, in the AL, I had it down to... Uh... John Farrell, Farrell from Boston, uh, Francona, and Buck Showalter. But like I said, I don't want to upset the unity of the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Showalter's only year that ends in right, right. So we and can't the, do that. And right. these things aren't right. arbitrary. Like yeah, right. the universe, the universe decided that yes. we have no say in this. Yeah, no. So we don't want to rip rip a hole in space time. We're so a base. No, no we're on a Showalter. We're a base ten because of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? Ounces. What is that? Base eight. Yeah, yeah. That's risky. We yeah, get they're pushing that. it. Um, uh, Boston's manager, uh, really, they finished last, I think, the last two years in their division. Um, and he was kind of on the precipice of getting fired and picked it up and they made it to the playoffs, which was really impressive. But I feel like that's only because he was about to lose his job. Yeah, the pressure so, got them there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about that. So I went with Frank Kona. Um, surprise. Yeah. Uh, he did some good stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> you begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, yeah, I guess there's all right. Like yeah, ev- everybody absolutely. went with him. He proved that it wasn't Theo. Yeah. <laughs> he, he proved that his success yeah. wasn't Theo, oh, and Theo yeah. proved that his success wasn't Francona. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I think they had some sort of blood pact that they would both get back to the World Series to prove each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't prove that. You know, I've right. done extensive just... googling, and I haven't, re- you know, yielded any results. I also really like that Francona there's... is addicted to ice cream. And there's also like a, a black van sitting outside of Mason's <laughs> residence. <laughs> Um, he's just kind of back. It's, it just says pizza on it. <laughs> it says legally pizza. <laughs> um, but uh, Francona also has a problem with ice cream. Yeah. When he gets stressed out, he'll just stress eat ice cream, and it's amazing. Yes. And he'll tell people about it because he's not ashamed. Yeah. For yep. some reason, he'll be like, yeah, I ate a whole box of drumsticks last night. Like, good for you, buddy. You know, hey, I'm enjoying the, life. I do the same thing. I can't thing. judge. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I can't We're judge. We're just as good as, a, as an MLB manager. Yeah, I'll buy a whole thing of strawberry ice cream and go to town on it. Yeah. It used to be Blue Bunny, and then they had the whole, like, it was killing everybody thing. And then they brought it back. And, and then it, it killed more people. And then, it, well, it didn't have the preserves like it did before. It just had streaks of redder ice cream. And I was like, what is this crap? <laughs> so I moved on. I'm with Kroger brand now. 
Is it <laughs> moving on up? Blue Bunny Rose. Oh, sorry, Blue Bunny, you messed up. Um, and then for the NL. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, for the NL, I had Joe Madden. I do that sometimes. Um, I mean, I, t- to me. He just deserves it. I mean, look, the Cubs went 108 years without a win. Yeah. Um, not a, a win, a World Series win. They had they had at least a few wins in between there. Seven or uh, eight. Ninety-eight yeah. was. <laughs> um, and I I think that needs to be recognized. It's also yeah. I don't know how many years it's been since the Cubs have had a 100 win year, but it's been at least since the 80s. So I'm not exactly sure when the last time was. Well, it was before '82. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the hundred. Win- so basically, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was wins. kind of expected with the talent on that team. Yeah. But still, it's it's still an amazing thing to do. Yeah, no, that's true. It's it's a heck of an achievement, and you can't ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can really argue with any of these picks, really, except for maybe whatever Tom did. Except for Dave Roberts. Oh yeah, Michael and I with our Dave Roberts yeah. pick. Yeah. All right, so uh, Cy Young winners, Mason. Um, so for this, I actually made some models, uh, but I'm not going to reveal the details of it because if you know how the sausage made, you'll realize it's just a hot dog. Uh, I wanted you to explain models to our listeners, but really it was to us because we don't know what the hell you're talking about. I do, in my spare time, I do like some econometric I, modeling with like, baseball. Like I have a folder on my desktop titled models, but I, <laughs> that's different. You can't talk about that on yeah, this show. I don't, I didn't think it was the same thing. <laughs> Because his didn't have pictures in it. A uh, quick point here. Last time the Cubs had 100 wins was 1935. That's what I said. Wow. I recall that. <laughs> David nailed it. You can rewind and hear me say exactly that. That's impressive. Um, so I, I, I did this in kind of a different way from the other ones. Um, so I made models for the AL and NL Cy Young uh, race. And then I also averaged that in with a couple different measures of war from uh, F war and B war. So what is it good for? <laughs> Quite a bit, as you will soon see. Um, my model for the NL spit out Lester, Scherzer, and Hendricks, which is convenient. Weird. Those are the three people. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't use a model, and that's who I came. <laughs> yeah, that was mine too. Um, and for the AL, it spit out um, Porcello, uh, Verlander, and Kluber. Oh, two, two of the three that I came up. With. Two, two of my three as well. Um, oh no, no, that's wrong. It was Porcello. Solo happened, Sanchez. Oh, never mind. No. Yeah, Toronto, huh? Just one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come up with any Torontos. Um, but I, I averaged those in with a couple different measures of war, and the NL was fairly easy. Uh, I decided on Scherzer. Um, had a, an amazing, phenomenal year. Um, and then for the AL, it was a little closer between Porcello and Verlander, but I ended up giving it to Verlander because they had almost identical like stats. So WHIP yeah. both won. Yeah. FIP both 3.4, 3.5. XFIPs close. I ended up going with Verlander because of his <clears throat> Sierra, which is Skill Interactive ERA. Um, was significantly lower than Porcello's. But, I mean, I really had to dig to find any real yeah. reason to give it to one well, or the other. Verlander had the 10Ks for every nine versus Porcello's, like, 7.6. I mean, that's on one That's a, that's one number. That's yeah. <laughs> You know, but, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. That I, like, I've got them both down on this card, yeah. and they were so close. Their ERAs were so close. Um, Verlander pitched a heck of a lot more innings. But, but I, I also don't really like Verlander as a person, and it's not necessarily his personality, but just the fact that he's dating Kate Upton. Yeah. Like, we don't need to give him an award. No. <laughs> he's won the award. He's won <laughs> no, life. Just, I mean, he has such a great life. Just <laughs> give it to someone else, you know? <laughs> but that's who I picked. Uh, yeah, I went with, uh, in the AL, I went with uh, Porcello, and then in the NL... <laughs> I mean, yeah, for reasons that we basically, right, yeah. you know, that that kind of we went over. Um, yeah, he pitched uh, so many fewer innings than Verlander. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I felt like he was more instrumental. Plus, his name reminds me of a mushroom. Which yeah. I associate with positive feelings. Right. Well, I used to love mushrooms. What I like pizza. <laughs> um, and yet, yeah, no, I went with Max Scherzer. Uh, but followed closely by John Lester. I thought Lester was great, but I don't know. You can't Max Scherzer. I think he's gonna win. Uh, you know, like you, I think I think Michael may have said this in another episode uh, about Scherzer winning. No, you said never mind. I'm remembering a Ben Bishop thing, which is hockey. That's way different. Yeah, but but we were, we were talking about somebody winning the same award with two different things or something oh, like that. Uh, getting traded and winning the award anyway yeah something yeah. like that something like, okay scherzer would be this would be like what the six to win the cy young with the in the al and nl or something yeah it's a short list i yeah. didn't know that i don't know exactly how many players are on it but yeah, it's a short list i think yeah and i see that happening yeah i see him uh yeah plus i really like that he looks like a wolf yes yeah well, that, that I, helps i yeah. have a in my model <laughs> wolfishness i put is, i you have a dummy i assigned a wolfishness to every and some other animals is too uh, uh too and animals well. how porpoiseful also. they are yes with their pitches mm-hmm yeah. sorry no that's only for submarine pitchers <laughs> oh yay we did it oh boy anyway for my cy young winners um i went in the uh, in the nl i went with kyle hendricks just that era is just you know so low it's it's so much lower than any of the others and Again, it it's the Cubs' year. They're going to win everything, and that's just an end of it. Right. Oh, and his whip wasn't that far off of Scherzer's. Yeah, it was point nine eight. Yeah, Scherzer was point nine seven. It's uh, not bad at all, right there. And then over in the AL, I went with uh, Verlander for the reasons that were already stated. Well, you don't have to go over them again. This is good. I don't have to get too far into stats on mine because I picked Verlander and Hendricks. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, yeah, Hendricks, the ERA was a big part of it. I know there, I know there are a lot of other stats that go into that, but also just watching him play the the way that he commands his pitches, um, it's it's very similar to Scherzer. And yeah, Hendricks doesn't have the heater that Scherzer has, so his strikeout numbers are are way down. Um, but he was second uh, for opponents' batting average at two sixty two, and uh, hits per nine he was third six seventy three. And walks per nine, uh, he only gave up 2.08, which was good for, I believe, a tie for sixth. Uh, and then, you know, as I said, the whip, he was second to Scherzer, uh, 0.98. Scherzer was 0.97. Um, but it just a solid year all around. I'm going to keep talking until, is there an issue? No. Okay, sorry. Oh. Eric was messing with the uh, laptop, and David was watching him intently, and I thought maybe we had another technical issue. But oh, we're we'll, good. We'll let so, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, no, so uh, Verlander, you know, the same things that were brought up before. Uh, he did lead in strikeouts and whip, um, and opponents uh, only hit 207 against him, uh, which was good for second. Um, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people with these awards are always like, oh, well, they didn't even make the playoffs and this and that, you know, Tom picking Votto. And, these are know, regular season A lot awards. of us picking, you know, picking exactly. Verlander. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of people get upset about, oh, they didn't help him get to the playoffs. Well, you can be extremely good on a very bad team. Yeah, you're yeah. one of five guys. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the pitching year. You know, think about think about how bad Los Angeles would be without Mike Trout. Just like Tom said about <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati yeah. without yeah, without Votto. Right. They'd create a thirty I mean these know. these they are very important players to their team and and that's what the award is. It's the most valuable player 
to their team. Yep. So I know Zach Britton isn't eligible for the Cy Young. Yeah. That he is insane. Yeah. They that, need to create a yeah. reliever award. Yeah. That, yeah. That name comes up a lot when you're reading about this stuff. Yeah. So you could call it the you could call it the, uh, the Rivera. Uh, well, as I say, the Rivera Award. Yeah. All who right. cares about Mariano Rivera? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you go back to 1988 and forward, just to present day, Zach Britton had, if you, if you say at least 67 innings pitched, because he pitched 67 innings this year, right. lowest ERA, and for OPS plus, sixth lowest. Yeah. That's insane. So, And yet they didn't go to him, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't use him, but whatever. That's, yeah. So if, if there was a reliever award, we're all on Zach Britton in the AL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's Mark Melanson doing? Not so not so well since the since the trade from Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, I think if I if I had to pick a reliever in the NL, I'd have to go Canley Jansen. I think. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You see, Aroldis Chapman wants a hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Want that? <laughs> Nobody's gonna give a closer a hundred million. No. Yeah. Actually, there was a um, the survey sent out every year to like GMs, uh, baseball GMs. Yeah. They, it asked them to rate who they thought would get the most money out of uh, Jansen, um, Melanson, and uh, Chapman. And I think they they said Jansen. Jansen was the number one choice there. I would say Jansen too. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, the- Chapman has a lot of off the field issues. Too, yeah, that people right. are concerned about. I think Osuna might make a lot of money someday. Yeah, yeah. but oh but, yeah. I mean, how God. many years does he have left on his contract? Well, oh, he's, he's going to be arbitration he, eligible for a while. Yeah, he's still very young. He's super so, young. So you know, five or six years down the road, he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. For somebody else, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably for the Yankees. <laughs> the trick is, uh, give him that money right there. You know, right when he's about to come off of arbitration. Let's just give it to him now. You know. <laughs> 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 expected future value yeah hey, hey rob oh man all right so we're gonna head over to the world of the nfl now um anyone anybody want to talk about the browns at all or can we just skip that one no i don't believe anybody does in the world let's all move right. on baltimore 28 cleveland <laughs> 7 uh moving on sunday sunday yeah um Tennessee 47, Green Bay 25. Yeah. Ow. So I watched that. Yeah, because, so uh, did I. This was one of those first, uh, this was the first week where I got to turn on uh, my cable television and, and see uh, we get two games. Yeah. And one didn't have the Browns and the other didn't have the Lions. Yep. That was one fun. On Thursday, one on my week. Yeah, we, we have the Bengals who play tonight. Right. Yeah, no, we had, uh, so I got to see Tennessee and Green Bay and uh, I, I, I turned it on and I thought that the game was later I thought that we were further into the game than we were when I <laughs> and I'm like I'm like we got the score that we had we have a player being ejected I'm like oh gosh we must be nearing the half <laughs> oh not even nearing the quarter <laughs> you guys can't see the look on oh. my face no well it was a stunning game it was I, I now again if we look at the picks I picked Tennessee and I you know I thought that that was a fairly fairly reasonable pick I didn't pick this happening right but I still picked Tennessee to win because Tennessee's been playing well and Green Bay has not and uh we saw it yesterday in a different fashion than I would have precisely predicted, but we, you know, I'm still, not, I'm not surprised that the Titans won, but I am surprised that Green Bay gave up that many scores for the first time since 1986. Um, also, this is the, uh, like it was just, this was the largest first half deficit by an Aaron Rodgers led right. Packers team. Right. 
Which is a weird stat because Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with but that, he, too. But he, he does. No, I get, I he get does, what you're saying. You know, he didn't put up the points to close the gap. Yeah, so. Right. No, I get it. Yeah, I know but, Green Bay came out such a terrible uh, start. And, like, while they did put up points later in the game, Tennessee kept putting up points. Right. It was, what, 44 to 25? 47 to 25. 47 to yeah. 25. Oh, because so, they kicked, like, three straight field goals yeah. at the end of the game. Um, so I will say I've resisted it for a very long time. I am actually pretty firmly in the fire Mike McCarthy camp now. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you were... Yeah. You were uh just one week ago you were defending him to me yeah well well, well, (laughs) but here's the thing i was defending him saying you know he he does deserve another chance and let's see what he can do getting them to rebound off of these two straight losses and what he did apparently was nothing right right so michael yeah michael said let's see what happens still and then we saw what happened yeah uh yeah i know that was a terrible game by the packers no Um, i i fully expect to have a new coach next year and i would love if it was joe philbin yeah. Tom and I were talking about this off the air the other day. The Packers offense, every year under Mike McCarthy, uh, at the beginning it started to, it started to ascend, and we, we got to that 15-1 season. Every year since the 15-1 season, the offense has gotten worse. Well, what's happened since then? Joe Philbin left to be the coach of Miami. So then we had Ben McAdoo. Then Ben McAdoo left to be the coach of the Giants. So now we've got Edgar Bennett. It, as we're losing these coordinators, it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. I would love to bring back Joe Philbin as the offensive coordinator, but... At this point, I'd like to get rid of Mike McCarthy and uh, let Joe come back and be the head coach. Yeah, because if you have him come back with Aaron Rodgers still here, Aaron Rodgers is still in the prime. Still with Nelson and we've Cobb. Got, and... Yeah, we've got such a good receiving core. Um, and you just, I think, I think after that, if if you get get the. Uh coaching situation all worked out well and the running you, yeah. you need to look at your running yeah exactly yeah. the running well, situation is get, miserable here's the thing if eddie lacy would have been would have stayed healthy yeah he was having a good year yeah but, yeah it'd i be, mean it'd be a different story but yeah he's he's had those injury issues right. and you you really have to have depth at running back nowadays you you can't really rely well, on a guy like james our depth, starks our depth was, no you can rely on a guy uh, on a guy like james starks i mean he's played very well for the packers in spot duty but it's always been spot duty cuz right. they've always had someone well, not who should be ahead of them on the depth chart. I don't know that Eddie Lacy should be ahead of James Starks, but, uh, you know, given his draft position, they put him there. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, he's always had to compete with these other guys. Just give James Starks the ball. I'm I'm completely okay with that. He can, re- you know, he can receive it out of the backfield pretty well, too. Yeah. Let well, Starks think, do it. But I, now he's, he's on the other side of 30, so. I don't think you want to overwork him at this point, you know. Right. Giving One, him 25 touches a game is a lot different than giving – a young guy like Eddie Lacy, 25 touches a game. And once again, Aaron Rodgers was second in rushing on the team. Mm-hmm. And, and the number, the number was so much, the numbers were so much closer between him and Starks. It was 33 yards to 27 Starks over Rodgers. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't. Well, they can't. had to, they had to abandon the run so early. Right. You know, yeah, I don't, they probably didn't run it at all in the second half. Right. That's um, yeah, that's right. Because when you're behind as badly as they were, you got to throw all day long. Yeah. So um, it, it wasn't working out. The stats. We'll get into the stats for Tennessee. Green Bay it doesn't really matter. There, I can. I feel comfortable saying I'm not going to watch a Green Bay playoff game this year. Right. Um. You know whether the division goes to Detroit or Minnesota. I don't know at this point. The stat that but, really matters here is Marcus Mariota's turnovers. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Mariota has learned how to not turn over the ball. Yep. He's learned how to throw the ball away correctly he's i mean that's huge because yeah. mariota mariota is a guy who's made dumb decisions in the past when it comes to what to do with the ball when you're under pressure right and he throws it away this time and just he's like up oh, plays over we lost that play whatever let's move on and throw four touchdowns yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, four touchdowns for him. Uh, another again, another no passing touchdown DeMarco from Demarco Murray. Murray, the running back. Now that made me so happy because I it was Murray to Walker, both on my ten and zero fantasy yeah, team. Yeah, Walker nine <laughs> catches, one hundred twenty four yards in that touchdown. Demarco Murray seventeen runs, one hundred twenty three yards in a touchdown. His yeah, touchdown was a seventy five yarder. Yes, their first on, the first, first possession. Yeah. So there's most of yard um, of his yards, but so. but imagine, imagine my glee, right? Because I I don't expect like Delaney Walker's been amazing this year but i didn't yeah. expect again you don't ex- you, you expect him to not have as good of a game as like the previous game yeah but he keeps doing great are we murray keeps doing great imagine my glee having both of them on the same fantasy team yeah. um, <laughs> is it is it time to start discussing uh tennessee winning that division yeah i think i was actually just gonna gonna get into it i think tennessee can make a move to take that division yeah that puts I them really at five do. and four yeah. um Five and five. Five, or was it? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, there's right. two games back at Houston, Houston now, or a game yeah. and a half. Yeah, right. Houston is six and three. Yeah. Sorry, I'm throwing index cards. <laughs> I don't usually make yeah. I don't um, usually make notes. But. I, I will say, I don't think Tennessee has a shot at a wild card. I think it's division or bust, just based on the way that the AFC West is playing. Yeah. Um, I think you're only going to get one out of the East, one out of the North, one out of the South. Um, which you know we'll get into the West in a little bit, but no, it's it's time to start taking Tennessee seriously. Um, I know they had well, the I know they had the issue last week, but they're getting better. They're, you can definitely see it. And Mariota, most importantly, is Marcus Mariota is starting to really play like an MVP. Play like Marcus Mariota should be playing. Yeah, he's playing like an MVP candidate. Yeah, he's playing great. So. Um, this next game, I, I, I waffled on whether I was even going to talk about this game, but I decided that I would because I was enraged when I got on NFL.com, and they described video images of this game as, quote, highlights, end quote. <laughs> Are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? We're talking about the Rams beating the Jets 9-6. to Yeah, on the ride over here, Michael and I were talking a little bit about this game. We're trying to say, we try not to talk too much about this stuff because we want to save it for the show, but by, I, I refer, so I refer referred to this as uh just featured events yeah not <laughs> highlights it's the things that happened video, yes, that's, that's what michael images. says yeah it's, yeah that's what michael said uh, key occurrences th- things that happened <laughs> like on the field i guess yeah when I, the clock was running <laughs> you know what's you know what's the worst about this they won so Jared Goff won't get to play next week. Right. <laughs> so the Rams went and won. This is, I teased on the Facebook page that I was going to get fired up about something, and that is it. Is that- so the Rams are continuing to win with Case Keenum at quarterback Brace here yourself. and there. Here yep. and there. Yep. Not continuously. Here and there. Yep. And every time they get in a slump, Fisher says, well, we'll see how the next game goes. And then all of a sudden they win the game and Case Keenum gets to keep the job. Yep. They blow the crap out of the Jets 9-6. to six. At this point, <laughs> at this point, just tell us you're sitting golf for the rest of the year yeah. and just do it. Right. If, if Keenum goes down with an injury... Bring Goff in, and you you know you got the cover of the injury, but yeah, just live with. Just, just make, tell us that you're not yeah. going to do it. Quit teasing it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we know what's going to happen. I think that um, those two teams in particular really want to change the name of the NFL to the Nihilist Football League. Yeah, um, <laughs> them and the Browns. Yeah. They really just, just don't yeah. care. That's no. This is this was bad. Um, Neither there was there was a highlight in this game. Uh, David didn't watch the game, but I described it to him, and Tom's got it playing right now. Um, the Jets quarterback, insert name here, throws out to the left-hand side to Brandon Marshall. 
Uh, it was a forward pass. He then immediately laterals the ball to Bilal Powell, it who takes impressive. it into two yards for touchdown. You guys should check this play out. That was actually a highlight, but the video was described as highlights. <laughs> yeah, plural. Implying I mean, more than one. Yeah. And neither, there were not. Neither quarterback broke 200 yards passing. This game was terrible. You know, the reason it is, though, is because, like, it says highlights, but that's not actual text, okay, when it comes to, like, website making, website building. It's not text. It's an image. Right. They make that image. They load that image up. Nobody wants to pull the image down. And no, that straight up it. says highlights right there. They could have changed that, that white word right there. But can you, can you highlight that word as text, or does it treat it as an image? This is getting too deep. I know, I but I this that is... that there is text. Well... Are you sure that's not an ad for Highlights Magazine? That could be. Oh, man. Fun we... with a porpoise. <laughs> Bring it back around. Find the differences between these two teams. Yeah. Oh, it was three points. Three points. Three points. <laughs> it was another Greg Zerline kick. Greg Zerline, who's not even that great a kicker. You guys got beat by Greg Zerline. Oh, great job, Jets. Yeah. All right. So that's my tirade on that. Um, David, what? take your headphones off. Put your fingers in your ears. No, to be perfectly honest, I didn't give a crap about this game. So it's so funny that they're talking about how uh, heartbreak, everyone's throwing around the word heartbreaking. Oh, wait, first of all, I wasn't even paying attention to it. Yeah. This was our our other other game locally. Yeah. And I'm texting with, I'm texting about the Denver New Orleans game with uh, a Denver uh, fan. And, uh, it wasn't until like the end that I'm like kind of talking about this game with her because like I honestly didn't care. And they talk again about the whole heartbreaking thing as though as though the Saints win this and go on to win the Super Bowl. Well, my my big thing <laughs> like, about what it. What happens if the Saints win? Atlanta still won. Everyone's talking about the the return for the yeah. two points. Okay, New Orleans. All they did they tied the game. All right. Yeah. The blocked yeah. extra point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes it a tie game right there. Right. And then Denver's still going to get the ball back with a minute and a half. Right. Yeah. Which is plenty of time. To move into field goal range to kick the field. So everyone's talking about the, did he step out of bounds? A minute and a half against the New Orleans defense, too. Right. So it's like, honestly, it's like stepping out of bounds or whatever. They're still going to win the game. Yeah. Honestly, New Orleans defense. If if I was New Orleans, I, I would have considered going for two there. I would have considered it seriously because. There is less of a chance of it being returned for the two points. Well, but this is only the third time in NFL history that that's happened. Yeah, I don't know that that was going through, so, Sean, through Sean Payton's mind that, hey, this is what's about to happen. I mean, they have but, they have that supposed chart that says when you're supposed to and not supposed to go for two. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams have started to kind of throw that out. And I think we're going to talk about the two point version a lot. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. Dallas yeah. and Pittsburgh threw it out. We'll get there. Um, and I, I think I would have seriously considered it there because that's an any score wins it type of situation. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I get you know, it to an extent, but the extra point, I still think it's safer. I, especially in a situation like that where you don't need the extra point, like, you know, if that had put them, if the touchdown itself had put them up by one, yeah, go for two to make it a three point game. But it tied the game, take the safe route. The odds of a kick getting blocked like that are pretty slim. Like I said, it's only a third time. And yeah, they did just implement this rule, what, two years ago? But still, you know, it's still a small percentage that are getting returned for these scores. And you know what? My wife's a Broncos fan. You know, we've got friends who are Broncos fans. I'm going to say it. He stepped out of bounds. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think he did. I feel like he did too. Uh, there wasn't that clear evidence from our camera angles, but if you your mind's eye is yeah. going to see it, I think he did step out of bounds too. Yeah, um, but grand scheme, I don't think it changed anything. So no, no, again, again still, like they're I, still getting the ball back, right? Like for Saints fans who care, yes, it's heartbreaking. For Saints fans who care, yeah, it sucks because he probably stepped out of bounds. But for Saints fans who care, Denver still would have won this game, right? <laughs> like. Yeah, it, like Tom said, if you went for two, could have been over. Then it could have been over. We talk about yeah. what could have happened, you know, if, if, if. Right. I don't think it was as big a deal. It was dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was dramatic. Well, that, and but, for, for fans of neither of these teams, it was a great game yeah. to watch. I just, I think it's so funny. That, so uh, I, I did watch part of the Packers game when it got out of hand. I switched over and yeah. so I started watching I your game Michael's, while you're watching my yeah, game. Yeah, I watched Michael's game <laughs> because the Packers were losing, and Michael watched mine because it was, <laughs> you know, there was a. Uh, I didn't really care about the New Orleans game, but that's just yeah. me. I didn't care. A lot of people did care, but and so like we said, we still think Denver would have won. Right. I, yeah. So um, keeping in the uh, keeping in the NFC South, Atlanta lost to Philadelphia, uh, twenty four to fifteen. Matt Ryan's really kind of come back down to earth. Um, maybe not the front runner for the MVP anymore. Uh, 267 yards, only completed 54% of his passes, yeah. uh, touchdown and interception and sacked two times. Julio Jones had 10 receptions for 135 yards. Um, Does Philly still have that big defensive injury too? And, uh, did they have a big defensive injury? Somebody. Um, not entirely well, sure. Not yeah. that I can recall. Well, um, in any case, Carson Wentz did not play particularly well. Um, no. it wasn't terrible, no, just... but. Uh, it he, had was, that, he had that fumble. Yeah. It was all the ground game for them. Uh, Ryan Matthews, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Wendell Smallwood, uh, 70 yards on the ground. So um, on one of Wendell Smallwood's runs, the announcer uh, got excited and he said, Smallwood, big hole. <laughs> Man. It's a family show, Tom. See, the three, I looked around, Michael says Smallwood, and I look at his face, and it's stone face, and I look at Mason, and he's not laughing either, and I'm like, all right, I feel good about myself, too, because I'm not going to make a joke here, and then Tom had to remind us of this. Somebody no, had to. It's not Tom making the joke, it's Tom talking about a commenter who gets paid to do this live making a joke, so I guess we're still above those guys as far as maturity level, we're below them as far as pay grade, but... <laughs> But we have the higher ground, so yeah. good on us. We yes. have the higher ground in our basement show. <laughs> well, um, that guy lives on the 20th floor in some New York are you kidding? condo. Have to ride an elevator 20 <laughs> floors up? No thanks. Yeah. You could die. I could be stuck in that thing forever. I'll take just... my 12 stairs to the basement. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Gravity helps us. Yeah. Yeah. Half the. Yeah. All right. Um, Staying in the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Chicago Bears 36 to 10. I I watched these highlights this morning, and every time the Bears were on offense in these highlights, I thought, what is going to happen on this one that they uh, lose the football or or get dropped for a loss? Right. How is Jay Cutler going to blow this now? Um, Cutler was terrible because he is. Um, 16 for 30, 182 yards. Sun came up. Cutler is terrible. <laughs> One touchdown, two interceptions, had a fumble, sacked four times. Yeah, oh, man. Guys, Can you just read that again, please? I love Jay Cutler. <laughs> just, please, just read that again. Uh, on the flip side, Jameis Winston, 23 at 33, 312 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He was also sacked four times. Uh, he, had a, he had a wonderful game. Yeah, that, he really did. He had that one play where he ran backwards seconds. for... 
20 yards into his end zone. Into the end zone, out of the end zone. And then throws a 40-yard pass. Yeah. To Mike Evans, who was in concussion protocol earlier in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 12, yeah, 12 seconds that play. Look, it reminded me a lot of the Donovan McNabb one on Monday Night Football all those years ago where he was scrambling all over the place yeah. back and forth across the field. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that was an incredible play. Or like Tebow in so many plays that didn't get the ball to somebody. Right. That, 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 right. Wait, you mean Tebow, the baseball player? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah the Braves. Uh, the Barbs superstar. Mets. Mets. The Mets superstar. <laughs> Sorry, Braves. Sorry. We didn't mean to insult you like well, that. Yeah, they tried for him, though, didn't they? Uh, the Braves are loaded. Were they the other pitchers? ones? The Braves were. Yeah. R.A. Dickey and Bartolo Colon. Yeah. yeah, they got the Colon Dickey combo going now. It's the Colon Dickey train? Finally. Yeah, finally. These guys are on the same team. Like now, who's less mature? Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's a I dream. I think they figured out how to. It's a dream come true. Manipulate gravity for Cologne's hits. Just you know, he ought to. He ought to go play in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Or on the moon. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great also, too. Yeah. Um, so Chicago one, there was one highlight end of the half Cutler <laughs> scrambles out to the right, launches a pass into the end zone from about the 50 yard line, give or take gets tipped straight into the hands of Cameron Meredith for the 50 yard Hail Mary touchdown going into half. And people were talking, you know, Oh, that, you know, brings them, brings them closer, makes it a game. Looks like the second half might be that'll pretty be interesting. A, that'll be the spark they need. And then they never scored again. An and entire never, half of football. And they never will. Not yeah, in an entire half of football they were done as a team yep. putting points on the board. So at that point it was seven God. it was seventeen to ten going in a half. It's Tampa's defense. Yeah. Tampa Tampa uh, won at thirty six to ten. Howard did end up with hundred uh, yards rushing yes, he did. on fifteen yeah. carries, which is not bad. Right. Yeah, he had a pretty good game. So um Tampa's moving up. Atlanta's moving down. Maybe there could be some movement in that division. Uh, Tampa's still... Uh, division's a lot closer than it was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that division's full of movements. Yeah. Um, Tampa's 4-5. and five. New Orleans is 4-5. and five. Atlanta's 6-4. and four. And we'll yeah. talk about the other team. Uh, two more games. Uh, so Washington, 26. Minnesota, 20. Yeah. Uh, Washington's making some noise. Looks like they could uh, Everyone thought be, in, I was... be in the mix for yeah. the wild card. Um, Minnesota is going south again. They need to do something. They're, they they lost Jake Long for the season. Yep, and they cannot get the running game going. Uh, you know, I'm going to read these stats here. So McKinnon, 6 carries, 16 yards. That's 2.7 average. Azadia, 9 for 13, 1.4. Uh, Ronnie Hillman, 4 for 2. That's half a yard per carry. Their only decent runs came one from the fullback line, 1 for 5, and from a wide receiver on an end around, Thielen, 1 for 11. Yeah. And we all went with Washington because we're, we're just – and you might think like, oh, it's statistically improbable or something that the Vikings will lose again. I don't think so. No. They're, no it's You're good – like another, another stupid adage is like you're good until you're not. Yeah. And you're bad until you're not. Very and, tautological. Yeah, I thought so. And no, I know what that means. I studied Derrida. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're, uh, it's, it's but, trending but it's, downward. It until, it, until it turns around, we're going to keep picking against them. But really what that's saying is just about reality. It's like, like you have these people who are like, what's happening? What's happening every week after week? Yeah. Well, they're not good. And they're you not need running to come... the ball. They're turning it over. They're When they stop doing these you, things. We're high on these teams while they're good, and we're but we're going to acknowledge when they're bad yeah. right away. And you they are bad. Expect... They've been bad for a few weeks now. You cannot expect sam bradford to carry a team no like this especially with their offensive line woes you can't you know at some point he's going to have had it he can't he's not a 300 yard a game four touchdown guy right yep 
Yeah, no, they're they're definitely going the wrong direction. Um, they are tied atop the NFC North. Uh, Detroit holds a tiebreaker via head-to-head run, but uh, or win, but um, I it's Detroit's division now. It yeah, I really do believe that. Um, and I think Lions fans are getting a little prematurely cocky last night. Um, I saw a meme that popped up all over the place on social media, yeah, roaring yeah. into first. <laughs> You guys had a bye week. Calm down. Yeah, my Michael did message us in the in in the chat uh, yesterday saying like, bye weeking in the first. Yeah, but I mean not really. No, because uh, no, they, I mean right. They're playing well. They, I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away. But let's right. settle down, guys. You didn't roar into first. Uh, two teams lost. Right. But <laughs> but yeah, the you, Lions have been winning. Yeah. So no, I, and no, I, the Lions no, not to take away from what they've been doing. No, not to take just, away at all. The Lions do deserve to be where they're. No, yeah, they first do place definitely. Right uh, Tom and I saw them live. You, you know, they're they, winning. You saw them live. They're winning games, which is the point, right? And other teams are losing games, which is the point. Yeah, yeah no, and they're, they're they're doing very well. They're in first where they belong. It's I. Matt here's Stafford is playing well this year. Yeah, he's incredibly well. He's yeah. playing great. Here's the thing: had that been like the Bengals in the AFC North, you know, a, a division I don't care about, I still would have made the same joke. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, it's not Michael going into first. No, <laughs> it's not Michael going after the Lions just because he can. Right. No, I, I would have done this to anyone because Lions fans can easily say like, "What happened yesterday with yeah, your Packers?" Exactly. Yeah, no, this isn't about that. This is. (laughs) Yeah. It's just funny to see. It's funny when you see that on a bye week. Yeah. It's like, well, (laughs) if you guys would have beat the crap out of somebody on the same day that all these other teams lost, I guess. Yeah. That would be roaring into first. But that's just a timing thing, I guess. This is more yawning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I said napping into first. Yeah. 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 Taking a day off. But yawning at least is a similar mandible. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the man- important thing. Mandible bros. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put that graphic up uh, after the show. Yawning into first. We gotta find a picture of Matt Stafford yawning. Or oh, something. there's gotta be. One. There's gotta be. He is like he is like the prototypical frat boy. Yeah, he's got the face. <laughs> you, he, you know, he just has that face. He does. You know what I see when I when I look at Matt Stafford? I see Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds like a neurological condition. Oh, I see. I see a champion. <laughs> uh, I see someone who will roar into first while sitting on his couch watching other teams play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Again, not not being hard on the line. Just you know, I, I'm I'm here to point that type of thing out. Just the timing That's is all. funny. Yeah. The timing is amusing. Yeah. So all right. Um. So another team that roared their way. Uh. In the I guess they roared into last because they're a cat team. Bingo. I get it. So there's like 11 seconds left in the half. Carolina's feeling great. They're winning 17 to nothing. Uh, everything, everything's coming up. Carolina. They got the uh, the great touchdown pass to Funchess, and then everything kind of goes south. Kansas City gets a field goal right before the end of the half, and then uh, and I okay, I gotta address what's going on. No, here. don't worry about it. We'll f- there's a, there are mimes in the studio. Yeah, but we're miming to each other. Continue. It's incredibly distracting. <laughs> well, just, you know, don't worry about it. So then Eric, Eric Berry intercepts Cam Newton and makes just one of the most incredible returns I've ever seen. Uh, two spin moves, outrunning people, broken tackle into the end zone, and all of a sudden it's 17-14 in the fourth. Chiefs tack on another field goal at, with, the, you know, four and a half minutes left. And then I'm trying to remember who caught the ball at it's, it's escaping me right now, but uh, Marcus Peters just rips the ball right out of yeah, his hand. He, he just took it and, and said goodbye. He said, I'm Marcus Peters and I'm a man, <laughs> and you're just a little boy. And he took his ball and kicked dirt in his face. 
and then the Chiefs won the game. Yeah. Did we get an interview from Cam? Don't know. Don't uh, think so. Don't know. I, I've, I've stopped checking, but it's just the typical... Uh, yeah. Uh, we we did. Typical was, Panthers This loss. video here is 23 seconds long. 23 seconds? That's five times as long as his last losing press conference. I think he's just answering just the one question here. Yeah. He's sna- he looks snazzy. He Let me does. Move he up. is one of the best dressed players in the league. He really is. Let me move this non-product placement Red Bull. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, it's gone because it was only 23 seconds yeah. long. By the time we moved the can, it, the video, the interview was over. And then we go, we go back, and it's, uh, it's an ad. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Up until that fourth quarter, Cam was having a pretty good day. Yeah. Uh, he was 23 at 38 for 261 and a touchdown. Um, and he had 54 rushing yards and a touchdown. So he was playing well. But they, no no second half scoring. No. And, and again. Again. Yep. Yeah, it was another, another team. You can't play 30 minutes in this league and expect to win. Right. And it's not like they had a crap load of points in the first 30. They had 17 points at home, and then they did nothing for yep. the rest of it. With, yeah. with Cam Newton and... Uh, God, what's the running back's name is escaping me right now. Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. You got to score more than seventeen in in yeah with with those two. Oh yeah. Um. So we got uh, three more games that I just want to blast through pretty quickly. Not that I don't have implications in playoff rankings or anything, but yeah, I just kind of want to blast through them. Uh, for time's sake, Houston 24, Jacksonville 21. Uh, everybody kind of saw this coming. Brock Osweiler, uh, still terrible at his job. Yeah. 14 for 27, 99 yards. Didn't even break 100 yards, guys. Nope. 99. Uh, he did have two touchdowns and he was sacked once, but uh, come on. 3.7 yards per attempt. Just, just terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not much to talk about with the Jaguars. They couldn't get it going running. Uh, they're terrible. They're going to be picking in the top three. Uh, Houston, like we said, Tennessee's climbing on them. We'll see how that division ends up. Uh, anything you guys really want to add to that? Or, I just, I kind, I kind of hope. I, I, it's more just to talk about Tennessee. Like, I, I kind, I really hope that Tennessee does this because they're playing like such a great team. Yeah. Houston's winning this game over Jacksonville. Right. It's Dis- like, it, they're winning despite their quarterback play. Right. It would have been it, such a more interesting day if. Houston Houston had played a, a better team and lost to them. Right. Or even if Houston had I mean, to be fair, Titans gone on and lost to the Jaguars. Right. right. But to yeah. be fair, the Titans get to play the Jags too. So like there are, there are wins there. Right. Like they, right. they get the opportunity to beat the Jags as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, Tom, anything to add to that or jump into the next it's one? It's just that that division is so closer than it really should be. Yeah. It, it should be. You know, ideally it would be the Titans and the Colts duking it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I'm. I, that's why I'm hoping for. Like, I'm rooting for the Titans because they're actually playing well. Right. Uh, Houston's wins are coming off of and terrible quarter quarterback play to guy that's just so terribly overpaid. And and they're they're not only are they playing well, they're playing visibly well too. You 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 watch the highlights and you see everything seems to be clicking for the Titans. Right. Right. And the Texans, it's just they're they're winning in spite of themselves. Right. Well, uh, we had Miami beating San Diego thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, the the winning score was actually a pick six by Kiko Alonso, intercepted Philip Rivers and returned it sixty yards for a touchdown with a minute left, and then Rivers threw another interception to seal the win for Miami. Um, 
I think this was the only highlight video I didn't watch yeah. this week. Rivers numbers of the day, 326 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions, and he was sacked three times. Yeah, it's another close loss, but this time it is definitely their loss. Yeah, definitely their they, fault. San Diego lost this game. They're done. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. In that division, yeah, yeah. they're just completely done. Their record stinks. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it, and like, the other teams are so far ahead that, yeah. you know. I mean, I know we've looked at their some of their losses, and like, yeah, they've had so many close losses, and while that was a good story early in the season— this lo- this was a terrible terrible loss right. and they don't yeah. deserve to win. There are good <laughs> there are good close losses and there are bad close. Yeah, now we're at the stage with the San Diego Chargers where they just aren't going to win. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing really to say. Yeah. So um the last late game before we get into the Steelers Cowboys game, um Arizona beat San Francisco 23 to 20. Um it did. I don't know. This game was weird. I watched a little bit, and then I caught some highlights afterwards well, of, of the stuff that I missed. But I have a surprising stat here. Um, I forgot this game existed. <laughs> um, Is that the stat? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's got to be a number on that one. That we, you t- could <laughs> we talk about teams not scoring in the second half. Uh, Arizona yeah. was almost one of those teams. Yeah, very nearly until they. Uh, Made the score that mattered. Yeah, yeah, twenty they, to ten going into half. Time expiring uh, game winning field yep. goal from Canyon uh, uh, Arrow. Costanza. Yeah. No, I yeah from Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. We shouldn't be making fun of people's names. I just the Simpsons <laughs> pop into my brain immediately, yeah. no matter what I'm talking about, and I went straight to Canyon Arrow with that hilarious car commercial. Uh, <laughs> sung by uh, was it Hank Williams? Yeah, Junior. Yeah, Canyon Arrow. Um, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick had a decent game. Uh, yeah, we've talked about Cap a bit uh, in recent weeks. Seventeen to thirty, uh, two ten yard, two hundred and ten yards, a it, touchdown passing. He had a be- uh, fifty-five yards rushing and a touchdown. He was better than Osweiler. He had a better percentage than uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Then then yeah. yeah. He had fit, he was fifty-six point seven. He sacked three times, but yeah, he had, he had a he had a good yeah, game. It, was, it wasn't that bad he's, of a game for he's him. Still not the future, but yeah, I know you know you he's guys gonna, all know he's going to ride this season out. Yeah, you guys know right. that i'm hard on him i don't like him but yeah uh, you know he's a he's a he, per, he performed this week he's yeah. a good athlete and he, he performed know. yeah uh larry fitzgerald 12 receptions 133 yards for the yeah. cardinals i love him so much. we you did see yeah, that, we all there, do. there was that one where he he laid out all the way yes. diving catch every time i and i thought well, the old man can still do it. When I when I fire up, every time I fire up Madden to like put together a super team, he's always on it. Yep, I love Larry Fitzgerald so much. Actually, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I don't think I've worn it uh, here in studio or to work or anything like that. But my wife actually just bought me a Larry Fitzgerald jersey. Oh, uh, she did not that long ago. Yeah, my son is a Cardinals fan, so I do support my wife's team and my kids' teams. You know, if Green Bay's not playing that week, I'll you know I'll wear the wear the stuff with them and yeah, you know, just a no, Fitzgerald family bonding and whatnot but i've i've always loved larry fitzgerald even before i had kids so yeah um, i mean he he stayed put he didn't take the money to i mean go. He, he probably should have but he should have i wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have judged him if he did you can't judge a guy for taking billions of dollars right, right. but i mean but, he uh, stayed put and he you know there was a point where he thought this is my best chance to win a championship and he almost did yeah he was close he wasn't he wasn't stupid for for staying in arizona either I and guess. and if but, it was any other team he was playing against i would have been cheering for him yeah right they but had those games against the steelers yeah um man yeah, no, we love Larry. Larry's yeah. one of our all-time favorite players. Yep. Uh, it's it's 
it's kind of weird to look at, uh, you know, David's a Saints fan, Tom's a Steelers fan, I'm a Packers fan, but the, the, the players that don't play for our teams, we're all almost always unanimously on board with, with really liking those guys or, you know. Meaning that I think, gen- meaning that I think universally they're like right, by, yeah, by, yeah. by fans of the sport. Yeah, like we fans. talk about guys I mean, like Witten and Fitzgerald, we, we couldn't be yeah. three more different people. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, right. But, you know, we've all got these guys that we always root for and. Yep. You know, and, and I think everybody roots for Larry. Everybody yeah. loves Larry Fitzgerald. I, it's he's he's great. Yeah, he's still fun to watch. He's not just like. I don't know. Like, uh, so I'll look at a receive. Like, I'll look at a Saints receiver who is with the Saints for forever. Marcus Colson, um, who was this workhorse and was Drew Brees' favorite uh, receiver for so long, um, and was super talented. You know, very very good. Uh, but they're still such different receivers. Like, I look at Fitzgerald and just the way he like he just seems so much flashier, I but th- in a really think- cool way. Like, he just makes such great plays. I love how he looks when he's catching the ball and how he moves after he catches the ball. I think a, a good comparison to Larry Fitzgerald would be uh, Heinz Ward. Yeah, just they both seem to absolutely love the game more than anything. Well, yeah, another... they have a, they have a blast without being really annoying dudes. Well, that, that was another guy that you know. Yeah, he's a Steeler, so Tom's gonna like him. But David and I like Heinz Ward. Oh yeah, we love Heinz Ward. You know, just watching uh, him pop back up after you know after every play with that big old smile on yeah. his face. Another solid guy who doesn't get his due. Uh, Donald Driver. Yeah, yeah, yep. same type of player. Always there. Always dependable. Yeah. Now he was he was more of a a workman like player he yeah. he was always down to business yeah you know, he knew he was having fun, yeah. but he was... I was looking at my pictures last night. I was actually... Uh, I back up all my stuff. I'm, I'm like a backup junkie. Like, I have to have three <laughs> copies of everything. And I was backing up all my fo- my photos of, like, a lot of the games we went to. I was looking at our Cardinals. Uh, our The first time we saw the Cardinals and the Lions when yeah. Kurt Warner was there. And I've got my pictures from the sidelines of, uh, during the warm-ups of, like, Larry right there. And I was yeah. just so happy to be able to get Larry's picture with his helmet off right there in front of school. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, so the will you marry me? <laughs> we get into this last four o'clock game, the one we've been dying to talk about. Oh boy, man! Oh man! Dallas thirty-five, Pittsburgh thirty. I didn't care a lick about paying attention to this game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it uh, it got pretty intense. Oh, I was talking about it the whole game, and Tom had no choice but to pay attention. Right. But like, but that, like as Tom stated though, and 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 you know, Tom being the Steelers fan and and the Cowboys being the rival that they are to the Steelers, it was clear from Tom that he that he did love this. Like he 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 was excited by this game. It like I I wasn't able to watch it because I I don't have you know TV right. But I was I was following along. I was I was watching the scores. I I was getting you know the updates on on the Twitter and whatever. And it seemed like a really close game the whole way through. And and I figured it would come down to you know the last team to score was going to end up the winner. And and that's how it ended up. Yeah, I just didn't think it would be the last score with nine seconds yeah. left. Man, I so, so I should have expected it to be. Um, I should have I should have expected the chippiness and, and and messiness and ugliness that we saw early in the game. And well, I guess a little bit throughout the game because of the rivalry that it was. It's funny because we have two really healthy teams now. I, I mean, the Steelers still did have seven inactive players, which is uh, so did the. Um, unless you don't count Romo, which I don't think we should at this point. Yeah, right. The Cowboys had six inactives and Romo. <laughs> right. 
So, How many times does it happen that there's six failed two-point conversions in one game? Yeah, that's, so that's where that we're is a, to get that to. is a story. I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike Tomlin, knock it off. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fine last year when they were making them at better than fifty percent. Well, and it made sense with how terrible the Steelers, Steelers have been at kicking this year to start off trying two-point conversions yeah, like they did. Try to do two of them, but then you did three if, of them. If two you, in a row don't work out. Go back to the kiss. But then I don't know. Like, can you tell us something, Mason, about statistical improbability of three of them failing? Like, should should one succeed at some point? Or am I understanding things wrong from, like, logically? Well, I mean, if something's not working, it's either not working because it's not going to work, or right. it's not working because of the probability, and it's hard <laughs> well, to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, on, so, like, from a these... probability standpoint, it's like, okay, I guess we should try it a third time because you have that men- you have that thing running through your head of, like, it's got to work sometimes. Well, on these two-point tries, it seemed like, all the balls were hitting the players yeah. in the hands or somewhere in the in the body area, and they should have been catching them. They just weren't for whatever reason, whether it was a good defensive play or they just dropped it. Yeah. I think it might have been nerves in a lot of these cases where it's like, and then like it, there's something about a two point conversion where it seems to be there seem the nerves seem to be even higher than it is if it's like a third or even fourth down at the goal line. Right. And uh, I don't know, I don't know why that is because there's a finality to it. Well, there is a finality. I mean, there's a finality to a fourth, fourth down. Yeah, to a fourth. But, but but there's there seem to be more nerves well, but, in a two point conversion than a third and goal. I mean, yeah, on definitely. on a on a fourth and goal. If you don't convert that, you still got the team backed up against right. their own goal line, and you've got the chance to get those those safeties. Yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't. It was incredible because it wasn't just the Steelers. We said there were yeah, six of right. these. The Cowboys had three as well. Yeah. So uh, if the no uh, the, the no, Steelers had Steelers four. Had four oh, Cowboys had two. So oh, okay. Sorry. The final score. They kicked these extra points, and it just, you know, for for the sake of my argument, we'll assume they make them. Yeah. Final score is thirty-seven, thirty-four. Pittsburgh only needs to get in field goal range right. on that last drive. Well. And Right. And um, if the Steelers kick extra points all the way down, yeah. it's, they score 34 points. On that last one, then you try the two-pointer, right? And you tie the game. Yeah, you try right. it when you need Ex- to. You exactly. try it when you need to. Exactly. You didn't need to yet, and, and so they're thinking so far ahead. Like, let's just do two. Let's just do two. It makes me think of like, okay, so there was uh there was the NFL 2K whatever series. There was 2K's NFL series yeah, yeah. where you could play against celebrity teams, where the AI would do like a specific thing every time because that's how that player yep. was. Did anyone remember playing against Stevo from yep. Jackass? Two every yeah. time. All <laughs> onside kick. He, he always did an onside kick. Always went forward on fourth and went for a two point conversion every time. That's kind of what this reminded me of. So you're saying that uh, Mike Tomlin is basically Stevo? Yeah, there's not, there's, I can't. Not think much of, difference. There are more He's, similarities than differences between Stevo from Jackass and Mike Tomlin. God, I, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I, believe, I respect Tomlin too much to say that. I know, yeah, I believe that Mike Tomlin has lost faith in Chris Boswell, and honestly, well, yeah. so have I. But are at some sure that Omar yeah. Epps hasn't taken over and has Mike Tomlin locked up in a closet somewhere? But you, we'd never know. <laughs> but you gotta, uh, you got how 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 long's it been since he said and things of that nature? Oh yeah, that's true. So you let you, so, okay, so you don't let him kick the the extra point, but like you gotta let him kick like one of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> at some point. I mean, he well they he they was, they were looking back at that onside kick and they're like, well, if he can't even kick it ten yards, right? But again, the the statistical probability that he's going to miss uh, all four, you know, yeah. no, it's 
I don't know. I don't know what goes into that decision making. I've you know never been a coach in the NFL. Yeah. I guess the pressure. Uh, we we like it's not it's away. not even a hindsight thing. Like we can say we can say that out of four opportunities, you should probably kick it at least once. Yeah. Before we even start the game, we should we should like let's Please. hypothetically you guys score four touchdowns, you should probably at least once kick an yeah. uh, extra point. Foresight, foresight should have caught this. Yeah. Foresight, Bos- foresight Boswell is a hundred percent. On extra points this year. Yeah. So what's the problem? He's made nine of thirteen field goals uh, this past week. He missed. He missed one from fifty-five yards, which is a long field. You're goal. not going to hit all of those. Right. And he's outdoors, right? Yeah, they were in Heinz Field, that crap which stadium. They were, they it's were in not Heinz. good for kicking. It's it's not because there are some really bad wind. There, there's. It's a, right on the river. There's a wind profile at Heinz field that sucks that yeah. op- i i wonder if the one he missed was at the open end of the uh, field it too. probably was so yeah, there was no reason then no to, to, okay yeah it's just mike tomlin thinking he's smarter than any, than everyone else yeah right yeah no it was dumb um you shouldn't have done that you probably would have had a much different game yeah now the cowboys yeah. Now Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, because yeah. it's not uh, Prescott's like, playing very, very well. Even I if mean, we didn't have to talk about Ezekiel Elliott, we're going to do it because we love him, right? <laughs> and we're not, we're none, none of us are traditionally Cowboys fans or OSU fans or OSU fans, except me, except well, for yeah. our OSU grad, the but, uh, OSU, our the OSU. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. You sh- <laughs> Mason said except me when he should have said except the me. <laughs> Um, God, man, where was I? I had a thought too before I derailed myself. Elliot. Well, yeah, we're talking about the game winning run. The game winning run. Yes. Yeah. That's that's where my thought was. So I was I was texting to a friend um, who also is not a Cowboys fan and who also she was confused as to, she was like we're rooting for the Cowboys. This is weird. <laughs> um, not as she is a Bengals fan, so it makes sense. But in, in any case, it felt strange to be rooting for the right. Cowboys because we don't typically do that. But except 21 years ago, I was a Cowboys fan. Last time that these teams met in the Super Bowl. Uh, and and I don't remember cheering that hard for Emmett Smith as no. I did as I did there because it was just so amazing to, is watch. Fun to watch. He's that, really fun to watch. It was incre- well, it was incredible to watch. It was so fun that 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 game winning one and it's like yeah. they're in Dan Bailey field goal range. Yeah, they, that's they just wanted like, the first down. They wanted yeah. to wind down the clock. That was and, it. And yet. Yeah, untouched. He gets. A, how do you let an untouched touchdown happen at that point in the game in because, field goal range? Because the Steelers' defense is not good. Yeah. So it's first down. You're in Dan Bailey field goal range. Like, what did you expect them to do? Did you think for some reason they were going to throw? No, they can run it three times to get better position, better well, actually, position, better position. Actually, at that point, they were just going to run it once, clock right. it, and kick. Yeah, because they had no. That's right, because they had, they no, had time. no timeouts. They had no time to even run it. So yeah. what the what did the Steelers think was going to happen? Were they looking for a pass? Well, they were worried about the two point conversion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to give th- that up. They were thinking too far ahead to another two point conversion. Yeah, I think they wanted Dallas to to score so that they could have another opportunity to, to well, get they a only two point had- conversion. Yeah. I mean, they only had no one's been 0 for 5, have they? <laughs> this will never happen. Yeah. We'll get it this time. Law of averages says. It, it was ridiculous that they let Zeke run that in, but but it was so exciting to watch yeah. if you were, if you know. It was exciting to watch if you didn't, if you weren't rooting for the Steelers, I guess. Yeah. Look, um, but it, Dak and Zeke, it's yeah. just, that's the story. I, I will say. Des, I will say this. Watching the Cowboys play this year has been very exciting. Yeah. Tom can say I that even. I don't as a, like the Cowboys at all. Right. And I never will. You can never forgive them for right. the death of your son. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Got to break this Star Trek here. I don't know. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where she found it. I don't know how much she paid for it. But apparently my wife just bought me an autographed Eddie Lacy jersey. Oh, God. Wow. 
Now, these guys know, uh, I, I don't know if I brought it up on the show, that I have an extensive autograph collection. He's got, you, do you have every Super Bowl winning quarterback? Every Super Bowl winning quarterback except John Russell Wilson Unitas, and Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas is going to be hard to get uh, with him being famously dead for the last 20 years. Yeah. I did see one when Stuff's... we when we went to Colorado. Um, Colorado, yeah. We were a couple at years it. back. Yep. We were in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yep. And there was a, a sports memorabilia store. Which is not store. in Colorado. <laughs> but, but it's very true. It was part of our Colorado trip. We right. went up to Cheyenne and we <clears throat> saw a signed United. Signed United's jersey. I think it was, what, $5,000? It was so expensive. Yeah. That's that's going to be the one that – that's going to be my final it was, one it was, to complete my collection. It was Three high. days before you die. Yeah. It was highest up on the wall. Yeah. No one's stealing that. It was the hardest thing to steal. And, man, we tried. Yeah. No, yeah. I have, I have every Super Bowl winning quarterback except for Russell Wilson and Johnny Unitas. Um I yeah, it's my dream to one day complete that collection. Obviously, it's an ongoing thing because yeah, there right. are gonna be new quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl right, every presumably, year. Presumably, yeah. no, but the one you have is the oldest one that you could possibly not have. Right. So okay, so I I gotta ask you guys. I want to I want to put it to a vote here. Um, Peyton Manning, first quarterback ever to win as a starting quarterback for two separate teams. I have his autograph on a picture of him with the Colts. He's not a Hall of Famer. Do I Wait, need... oh, is that the question? <laughs> Do I need to complete my collection? Do I need something Broncos of him signed? No, but you should. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I don't think that you need it because the title of the list is Super Bowl winning okay. quarterbacks. I think just that's the argument. All right. If the list is titled autographs from Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, all all of the quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls, yeah. not with every single team. Like that's another that's a distinction right. that's not in the name okay. of your list, and I think that that settles it right there. All right, Mace, what do you think? You think I need to get a Broncos one or? No, don't don't uh, don't waste your time. I thought this was going to be a question about Papa John's pizza. If you come across one. <laughs> For a reasonable, for a reasonable price. price, but you should have one because you know, yeah. they, like, well, with my wife being a Broncos fan, it'd be nice to have well, in the house. You can make you another know. list and satisfy it buying one autograph. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason I say no is that I don't know what that list would be called. Like, you'd have to have a, have a caveat on the end. Well, and that, but then, yeah, okay. So if I did that, so does that mean that I have to buy two more Troy Aikman autographs because he won three Super Bowls and three more Brad that, Shaw's? And, no, and, that's a different. That's, that's a that's yet a third list. Okay. Well, what would this list be called? Like Super Bowl Super winning Bowl quarterbacks and of their every team. different team autographs of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks for every team that they won a Super Bowl playing <laughs> for. Now for every for every uh, different team, and then the third list would be for every time they won the Super Bowl. So the titles are just getting more and more complex and ridiculous. So I should yeah, just I stick no. with the Manning autograph on the indie picture. It, yes, like, er- Eric's just looking at us all like we're f- flipping idiots, and and he already knows that the title of this would just be called Title Bros. <laughs> But despite me, he'll do. He'll just he'll title it something he came up with. <laughs> like he's so clever. He's just done. He's about to just pull the earbuds out and he re- he's just for the third time today. He's he's mimed flipping the table. <laughs> Eric's Eric's never watched Arrested Development, but I think like every single day that we come in here, he's just like I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> a huge mistake. Simon and Garfunkel yeah. starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Christmas time is here. Charlie the- Brown song at the. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. So we were talking about Zeke Elliott before we got into my autograph collection. Yeah, so, despair, right. Eric. Um, but uh, we can't say enough about Zeke at this point. Um, it's, it's, it's looking like he's going to get the uh, rookie record for rushing yards in a season if he can get the eighteen uh, up over the eighteen hundred hump. And he just realistically, he just needs like one hundred and seventy yard game, and then yeah. just his average the rest of the way. Yep. Look, I think I think he's going to his average is going to increase for the rest of the season. He's got the momentum going. They've got the momentum going. They are now 100% comfortable with either Zeke Elliott or Dak Prescott running the show. Right. And no. it's uh, they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, I was saying, now, are they the best team in the NFC? I know we've talked about thinking that even though they had a worse record at one point, Atlanta was still the best, but that's obviously been proven wrong. Seattle just beat new england another game we need to get into here pretty quickly yeah it's it's tough let's talk about that and then we'll start talking about our expectations for these teams so in the sunday night game um seattle went into new england and came out with the 31 to 24 win uh controversial play at the end i thought they should have flagged both players gronk for initiating contact yeah michael and i disagree for kind of holding on yeah michael and i disagree on that one i think that uh, okay, so Chancellor was holding on, but it's like, what do you do when you're being driven to the ground? It's, I don't know. You let him go and you take the you offensive him, pass interference. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess as the rule, but the, the, way, the way the rules are written, I guess then, yeah, Michael's right that there should be the two flags. The, the um, question here, though, is are they going to throw that flag if he lets go and falls to the ground? And I don't know that they would have. I believe, I, I believe in that situation they would have. The way that Gronkowski got up on him. I believe they would have called Gronk for just running him down. Gronk did run him down, and and so I think I I think that more likely than not they were going to call that flag on Gronk if Chancellor lets go. So yeah, I guess that's most likely what would have happened. Yeah. Um. I, the the no call either way is my second option. Yeah. Right. As far as what Chancellor should have done, Chancellor probably then, as you said, he probably should have let go. Um. But it, yeah, it was clearly Gronk went in. He clearly initiated contact. It was clearly his intent to put Chancellor <laughs> into the ground. Yeah. And so as far as who deserves uh you know certain outcomes uh the Patriots deserve to lose that one yeah because Gronk made a stupid uh he made a stupid choice yeah um so in that game Russell Wilson uh 348 yards three touchdowns uh he's come on pretty strong recently uh Brady did not have a touchdown pass all of all of New England's touchdowns came from LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, he had 21 carries for 69 yards and the three scores. He had the one touchdown that we'll never forget, where he's just fighting the whole oh, team yeah. sideways. Oh my! That God. was amazing. Yeah, that was something to watch. Um, but uh, we did not put the graphic up on the site last night. I got really busy again. I've got three kids and a wife that need my attention too. Um, so I was spending time with them last night. Forgot to put the graphic up. We blew this pick. We all picked New England. Yep. Um, uh, did one of us t- have the score right at least? In the interest of full, yeah. In, in the we? interest of full disclosure, tell everybody what we picked the scores yeah, to be. All righty. If you still on. got the text, I st- I still have. Why well, I, I made the graphic. I just didn't put it up because I'm an idiot. No. <laughs> idiot, bros. I'm an idiot. Um, I had New England 28-26. Tom had New England 31-20. And here, here it comes. David had New England 42-17. Boom. So, Yikes. I knew yeah. I screwed up big. And in case I forget again, uh, we've got a graphic for tonight's game, uh, Giants-Bengals. I'm picking New York 30-23. to Tom has Cincinnati 24-10. to And David has Cincinnati 27-24. to Yep. Uh, I expect Eli to uh, tear that secondary apart. And uh, But are we going to get the one touchdown to one interception ratio, Eli Manning? I think it'll probably be something like, let's say 
four to two with a safety thrown in for good measure. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> That's how they're getting to 30. <laughs> yeah, um, so we haven't talked too much about two-point conversions yet today, mm, hold, but there hold was... On, hold on, hold on. One, <laughs> one, one really quick thing. This okay. just came across. Report. Pro Bowl left tackle Brandon Elbert reset his own dislocated wrist and returned to the game yesterday. Ah! Oh man, I almost said a few curse words all at once. <laughs> wow! Ah. Reset his own dislocated wrist oh, to yeah. get back on the field. Oh, it's just click. Well, oh, man, look at that. <laughs> huh? Well, I know which way it's supposed to you know, go, and I'm just gonna do it. These guys, man. I don't. I don't care about it. Give him comeback player of the year. <laughs> Coming back from doing that to himself. Yeah. I don't claim to be a tough guy, and now I really don't claim to be a tough guy. Hey, these are guys who get the crap beat out of them all day. So you're going to talk about two-point conversions. Yeah, two-point conversions and whether or not uh, you you just take the points that are there, especially when uh, you've got got the lead that you have, the Seahawks have at that point. And uh, you have a seven-point lead. You kick the extra point, and you're forcing New England to convert a two-pointer. Instead, you just go and convert the two-pointer that you're trying to force them to do later. Like, I don't know. I think it was stupid. I think I, I think, think you just... that's When you pull up the chart of what you're supposed to do, you just take the X point, man. Because yeah. it's an eight-point lead. I mean, but, now you're going but for you're a nine-point lead. You're thinking nine-point lead. We can put this away right now. I know, and yeah. you're getting too far. People are getting too far ahead of themselves on these things. Yeah, I think I it mean, was a dumb idea. I wrote on the back of my card, this was when I thought New England was about to win. I wrote on the back of my card, the 12th man went all 12 man and lost the game. And then I crossed that out because that's not what ended up happening yeah. there. But yeah, uh, they get called for that 12 men on the field, yep. which every time Seattle gets called for that, I laugh so hard because it's like, oh, you, you, guys are the, you guys are the 12th man. But uh, that's, you know, yeah. no, they, it, don't, they don't all go on the field, you guys. Yeah. A lot of issues with two-point conversions they almost blew. They almost blew the game on that 12th man call. Yeah. So um, now just just looking at the standings, I said we'd get into this a little bit. Um, I'm just I'm going to read off division winners. You guys tell me where you think they're going to seed in the playoffs. All right, go wrong. (laughs) New England Patriots. Number one. Number one. Number one. Baltimore Ravens. You can say that they won't make it and that they're going to get overtaken. Wild card. Wild card. They'll get overtaken. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make it. Houston Texans. They're not in. I think they win the division and irritate us all. Okay. So you have a three seed? It's not, yeah, yeah, three seed. It's not what I want, but it's what I think right. will happen. Now, we got a tie here. We got Kansas City and Oakland. Wild card division winner. Kansas City United. wild card, yep. Oakland wins, so two seed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tom. Yeah. Cowboys. Number one. Number one. Lions. Number three. Who, uh, so you got to remind me who, the, who. You got Falcons and Seahawks are the other two. Mm, Number three. Falcons? Number four. I think the Falcons uh, win their division. So a four seed there yeah. for them, and then the Seahawks too. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're pretty much in agreement. Yeah. So wild cards right now in the NFC would be Giants and Redskins. Redskins, yes. Um, maybe the Vikings if they turn it around a little bit. Yeah. And then the AFC uh, right now the wild cards are Oakland and Denver. Well, Oakland's gonna take the division. So uh, okay, so the Saints say is a wild you. card. Yeah. I kind of I kind of agree with that. Um, so you said you think Dallas is going to the Super Bowl, Tom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. David going to the Super Bowl? God, see, it's tough seeing who they got to go up against when they get to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, are they going to be able to get through Seattle? Or are they going to, you know? Yeah. I mean, I want to see Seattle and Dallas play that game. Though. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. 
Um, yeah, I need to see Seattle and, then, and Dallas play that game. So, I don't. I can't say who's going. Man, I mean, Tom's already said who's going to the Super Bowl, so he kind of put it out there that we we kind of have to. Yeah. We kind of have yeah. to say we're yeah, in week yeah. t- we're in week ten here, and Tom's making a Super Bowl prediction. So we that's that's why I went oh into this. I want to. We're gonna make them, and we're gonna put them on the site. And come Super Bowl, uh, we're gonna laugh and laugh and laugh at what we said because we're terrible at this. Yeah, we just we just gave you the kiss of death, Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys will be in the Super Bowl. All right, they will be in Super Bowl Fifty One. Okay, AFC team, New England. Unfortunately, there I don't think there's any AFC team. America's gonna can... hate that. <laughs> um. If it's not New England, then it'll it's, be it'll be Oakland. But you just I, described the election in Super Bowl form. <laughs> he did, but I gotta back him up and say that that is exactly who we're gonna see as well. All right, well, because I, 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 like like again, it goes against what I want, you know. Right. But well, I'm gonna go all Johnson Stein on this and say it's gonna be <laughs> Seattle and Kansas City <laughs> as the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh boy. Again, 2016's like out of storylines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I'll say it's Seattle, Kansas City. Yeah. So we'll put this on a site, and everybody can laugh at us when we're all so wrong, and it winds th- up being Minnesota yeah. and uh What do you think, Oakland. Mason, since, you, since you're a guest today? Who, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Oh, I think uh, a lot about football. Yeah? Um, <laughs> I think I think it'll be two really good teams. Yeah, and those uh, teams are named. We're going to put those up on the... <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's okay. Tom Brady has some deal with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they can get back there, and... Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah. Um, but the, the Cowboys are really good. Is so we're a, all all in agreement except Michael. Yeah. Told you I went I went pro for the for the baseball talk and I went uh, or for the college football talk and I went. This is uh, the election special. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Name it election, bros, and see how many visits we get. Yeah, please don't. You want to kill the show. <laughs> uh, we're doing a good enough job killing right, the show. Yeah. Although our numbers have increased, so thank you to our new listeners. We no, really we appreciate it. We absolutely do appreciate it. We're very excited after every show. Like every, sh- I I loved last week's show. I thought I it was too. a great show. The show before that, I thought it was great. We feel great about it every show so this one kind of like, bites hey um this uh, one's probably the worst show we've ever yeah, had ever we're really sorry guys you so guys I, I feel really good about this show we feel good about every show and we love that you're listening to the shows yeah. we you love guys them. you have to we get love to the so studio much. earlier you because our shows are going longer and longer i know we're getting more uh, comfortable doing this yeah well the good news is we've only got uh two Two quick things left. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on hockey and basketball since we did go so long and since we had the guests talking uh, MLB awards and everything. Um, uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> Tom was getting uh, there. It's Don't worry about it. We're just laughing at Tom. If you guys haven't figured out that that's what we do yet. <laughs> um, so hockey talk. NWHL is back in action, and we got some NHL stuff to talk about too. So, Tom, you want to take us through the NWHL? Sure thing. Um, yeah, we, we had we had three games this weekend actually in the NWHL. The uh, New York Riveters and Buffalo Buttes played on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. On Saturday, the Riveters won uh, three to two. Yeah, they got their first win of the season, uh, which was good to see. Um, I know we've talked about uh, uh, Kessel before, but Kessel only got to play one game this season. Uh, she's she's still injured. She wasn't even playing in the in the Four Nations. Uh, because of an injury, and it really, yeah, it really stinks. Because you, yeah, wanna, you want to see the big name. She's get, I mean, she's a huge name. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to see Amanda Kessel playing. 
But without her, the Riveters got that win. A very important right. win. Very important that they get a win. Like we said, it's their first. But they, they played the next, uh, the very next day. Tom and I yeah. both watched the, the game the next day, the, the rematch between the Riveters and the Buttes. And uh, the, the, that was a heck of a game. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> that was so fun to watch. I was watching that while watching Ottawa, Minnesota, while watching uh, Dallas, Pittsburgh. So I, I had all, I, a, lot of, a lot of games going all at once yesterday. I was watching it while watching deep space nine yeah um but that's a different show that you're, you're watching we already it. have on this network check yeah. them out yeah please do check out those guys um we tom and i uh i don't know it deep, was deep space nine is my favorite yeah series yeah i, I think i agree what with about you. you mason yeah out of all the star trek series you got to oh, go yeah I'm, I'm more of a uh, not Star Trek guy. Gotcha. But that's okay. That's fine. I just saw my first Star Wars film. Okay. Well, we love a lot this of year. We love a lot of not Star Trek stuff too. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's only two types of I- items or objects in this world: Star, Star Trek and, and non Star Trek. And not yes. Star Trek. Yeah. Well, uh, so we watched we watched this game and um, God, it it was one of the best games I've I've watched in a was. long time. And I was really happy to tune in on this one. It was great. It was. Uh, they took it to overtime, tied at three, mm. and the the Buttes ended up, uh, Cheyenne D'Archangelo ended up scoring a yeah. goal to win it. Yeah, so Emily Fowler, who, she's not your stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, you got two different main types of defensemen in the in, in hockey. The stay-at-home defenseman, who her job is to stand there and stop the pucks and help the defense or help the goalie. And you got Emily Fowler, who likes to play an aggressive, uh, offensive, defensive role, uh, where she loves to be up in the play. She's she loves driving the play forward. She and, loves and driving. Just... She's often starting the offense. So Emily Fowler, in this overtime period, she comes skating up the right wing, cuts across in front of the uh, crease, cuts through a defender, does a nifty move, um, and fires this uh, this shot. Which Fitzgerald she blocks. She blocks off to the she blocks off to the right. The rebound goes off to the right to Dark Angelo, who's able to squeak it right back in. Um, none of that would have happened without Fowler just deciding I'm going to go in and make points happen now. Uh, and you know it's really exciting to watch that. Now Fowler, you know because of Fowler's play, she's responsible responsible for giving up goals too sometimes and she did in this one a riveter's goal occurred because of a breakdown where i think uh i th- i think that Fowler and um the buttes goaltender i'm blanking on her name but uh uh buttes goaltender is uh Levier, Amanda Levier. Levier, Amanda Levier. Yeah, so I think there was a breakdown in communication at one point between Amanda Levier and uh, Falzer and Falzer's defensive partner. Um, so you, you know you're going to see that kind of thing with an with 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 a defenseman who's involved so much in the offense. Is you're going to she's got to make a sacrifice and she's got to make decisions. Am I going to get a, am I going to get a play started and do this risky thing and get some offense started, or am I just going to drop back and try to you know help my goaltender out? But then she makes up for it at the end of the game with that same style of play going in there and deciding I'm going to score right now. While she doesn't score, she creates that rebound that Dark Angelo is able to hop on and put in. And it, it was, it was such a terrific end to, to like, that game it was such a good game um it's a one you know anytime you go into overtime you got this one goal game i love those close competitive games i love watching new york being competitive absolutely um because having the trouble before this weekend of not score of not winning a game but uh no it was it was a great game we loved it what was the score of the other uh, matchup the whale the, uh, and the pride the whale and the pride played on saturday and uh 
it was three nothing pride. Yeah. And they're yeah. they are the cream of the NWHL and yeah. that's just how it is. They've you they've cannot, got, yeah, you can't beat them. They've got so much talent and it's evident because this game was Hillary Knight's first game of the season. Yeah. And she she comes in and scores a goal and Hillary Knight, know. who's arguably the best player in this league. I don't think it's even an argument, honestly. Um Hillary Hillary Knight is the best player in this league and the Pride are winning without her. So there goes that championship. What again. kept her out so far? Uh I'm not entirely sure. I just uh I know that she hadn't played yet. Um yeah, she's been out. Amanda Kessel's been out. I really, I really want to get Amanda Kessel back, um, so we can have these two of the biggest names in in the NWHL back in the league. Like you need right. that. It's it's the same thing in the NHL. Like we've said before, it's not fun without Crosby and Ovechkin and Stamkos and stuff like that. Right. Um. Yeah. As far as NHL hockey, uh, I was watching the Montreal and Chicago game yesterday, and just the weak the weak weak goals that that mm-hmm. Chicago gave up yeah. but Chicago came back and won that game Patrick Kane had an incredible highlight it was one of the best goals i've ever seen <laughs> He was so good. He was so good. Um, Let's take a, a quick look at the standings there. Um, in the Metropolitan, we've got the Rangers on top, followed by Pittsburgh and Washington. In the Atlantic, it's Montreal, Boston, and Ottawa. Yeah, and Ottawa who lost yesterday, but it was an overtime, so they got a point. They're still playing pretty well. They're um, playing good, yeah. The two wildcard teams as of right now are the Devils and the Lightning. 16 games in. 16 games in. 16 games in. We're talking about wildcards. It's close. We're closing in on 20% of the season. Right? Yeah. You know, it's... it's hey. It's a not insignificant <laughs> amount of games played. Somewhat, right. Some might say... Uh, insignificant <laughs> i said not insignificant i know somebody dropped the knot <laughs> i would say that it is you know you get up around 20 percent, you start to see where teams are are sitting right yeah like we're yeah no it's, week, a, it's exactly no it's we're definitely we're at a stage where we can talk about pictures you yeah. know like yeah. what's the picture um i mean over in the west here in the central you've got chicago winnipeg and minnesota who saw winnipeg being one of the top teams in in the in the central. Not me at this point of the no. season. But uh, considering we're all on Dallas. Yeah, uh, right. Line A though. Yeah, the line number a. two. The number yeah. two overall pick is just scoring like right. he's, he's amazing. Line A. Line A is amazing. Um, and then but uh, the, the uh, but Chicago on the streak that they're on. Yeah, they said something about their last regulation win was like ten games ago. Was that the one or the loss rather? The last regulation loss. Yeah, was, 10? was that the one been, I was at? It might have. I think it I might think have so. been the one in Columbus. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was it. And that was how. How many shows ago? That's like two shows ago. Yeah. So they, they're it's Chicago, Chicago, Chicago now. It's yeah. A, you know, we knew it was going to happen, and here they are. Here's the thing: looking at looking at that Central Division, there's not a single team that I think isn't gonna isn't gonna challenge right now. You know, even though Colorado maybe six and eight, they haven't looked terrible. Right. And you know, Nashville six five and three, uh, Dallas six six and four. St. Louis seven six and three. I don't think any of those teams are necessarily out of it no, as far as the wild card goes. That is, right that is a very tight division right there, with the exception but, of you know Chicago pulling away. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. funny. Then you look at you look at the other divisions and you think Calgary at five ten and one, they're probably not going to come back. Right. Arizona at five and nine, probably not going to come back. Carolina yeah. four six and four. Those teams you think are going to be bottom feeders. Oh, over over in the Pacific over there, it's it's Edmonton, San Jose, and Anaheim in the top three spots there. Yep. And yeah, Edmonton's great. Um, um, I did want to talk about Columbus 
uh, again. I know we talked about them extensively the other day. Are you talking about their They've, eight goal yeah. performance? Yes. Yeah. So after after <laughs> winning ten to nothing not that long ago, they put up eight against St. Louis. Yeah. I don't uh, know what's going on. It's insane the way these things are are going down for them. Um, I mean, they did lo- what they got a five two loss to Boston, but then yeah, they come back, they score eight goals. Like, yeah. how do you score that many? Yeah, goals? it's it's insane the way they're playing uh, right now, and it, it is it is such a roller coaster for them. Saturday we had a big game uh, between Montreal and Detroit, where Montreal shut out Detroit five nothing. Yep, that was that was a really big. Uh, that's kind of an important one. Um, Pittsburgh facing off against Toronto, they won four one. Uh, New York's been winning. Uh, the the Rangers that is yeah they are, uh, they won their last two games they've won uh, like last night they beat uh, again Edmonton has lost a couple recently but like they're still a great team Edmonton is a really really good team well, they they lost the game yesterday three to one where uh you know I said I I saw Edmonton a, a couple weeks ago against up in Detroit and uh I thought that they were playing some like they they weren't playing at their best they were playing at their best last night and I think that they like it, it was weird seeing that it was three to one New York. Yeah. Because Edmonton is playing so well against them. I mean, New York, they do have a plus 29 goal differential. They're yeah. scoring like gangbusters, and it's. Well, Ranta was amazing last night. He got their second star, he had 38 saves. Uh, and that was a huge reason for their yeah. win. That was probably the yeah. biggest reason for their win, even though he got the second star. Ranta was amazing w- when you're looking at the rushes that Edmonton kept generating. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, though, Edmonton kept giving up rushes. In the third period, or second second and third period, it was a lot of just back and forth, back and forth, giving so up now, all these rushes. So now, why does a team give up rushes like that? Because they come in, they, they make a... If you, because if they don't make, have any defensemen to get in between. No, well, they're they making do. risky plays. That The thing is, their, defen- know, their defensemen are coming up and, and getting involved in the offense. But those those rushes were a lot of the same type of things that we've been seeing from Edmonton when they've been so bad because yeah. they, you know, yeah, they, they, they were nowadays they're, they're getting the rushes going the other way. They too. are. And they are. And that's yeah, the difference now. There was they're, a lot of running and gunning from both teams in but, the New York-Edmonton game last night. Yeah, just watching those rushes just reminded me of how bad Edmonton they're, used they're to be playing, for those reasons. They're yeah, playing exactly. a much faster game. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you're, you're getting your all five of your players involved on a play you're gonna give up some rushes right we but, don't ha- we don't have to talk about the dallas game no <laughs> but i was i was going to but there's just they had a massive implosion they did and they, had, they uh, have been all year and it's you just know bad yeah they let vancouver but, come back in a game that they really should not have yeah yeah it was yeah bad defense bad goaltending injuries to the lines yeah same thing we've been talking about all season so far but yep um they so will swing it on over to basketball now um we had a couple of homecomings over the last uh, last week or so. Dwayne Wade went back to Miami, and he was able to lead the Bulls to the 98-95 to win. Um, he had a uh, – oops, just froze. Hang on. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> he had a number of points. Yeah, he had 13 points, he 7 sports. rebounds, and 4 assists um, to win that game for them. And then uh, got to play host in another uh, homecoming game when the Knicks – uh, played Chicago. It was a uh, homecoming for um, Rose and Noah, and we talked about a little bit. How'd, how'd my Knicks do? We talked about yeah, a little bit Tom's last week. Um, that he's apparently a fan of. They uh, 
they are three and six. Um, Woo! Yeah, Michael so, usually runs these these segments because Tom and, and I. I mean, we do try, right? But later in the season, just, it, it will 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 be more right yeah, into it and, no, and paying attention. So much else going on. I mean, it is still. More, we love hockey and we love football. We're but. very early in, in the <laughs> yeah. basketball season too, so um, right. But uh, so yeah, we had those homecoming games, and you know, we mentioned last week the streak for Curry coming to an end. Uh, not too many really surprising or interesting things happened over the last week, other than uh, Cleveland got their first loss of the year and san antonio a team that lost one home game all year last year um lost two in one day one <laughs> yeah no um <laughs> first doubleheader in basketball wound up losing three consecutive home games shoo um, those are their only losses too and they are the only losses that they've that they've uh gone through so far um so there's there's seven to three uh up on the houston rockets who are five and four in the southwest um, Portland and Utah are up half a game on Oklahoma City in the Northwest. Um, not sure how Oklahoma City is in the Northwest of the country or Utah for that Magic. matter. Yeah, or you haven't looked at a map recently. Denver. Everything or, changed. Um, we moved to Oklahoma. So uh, out out in the Pacific, uh, the Clippers are nine and one, a full game up on the Golden State Warriors. And let's the, let's not forget about the Clippers, like we did during our predictions. Well, I mean. I don't think it's necessarily that we forgot about them. It's just that there are better teams in the West that deserve the coverage. The not Clippers right now. have it. Well, well, not anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Clippers have a habit of breaking down come playoff time. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I mean, they'll be there. They'll be in the conversation for the, you know, for the four or five seed or, you know, however it breaks down. And, but, you know, yeah, right now they are out in front. They've been playing very good basketball. Um, the Hawks are seven and two, leading the Charlotte Hornets, who are six and three. Uh, Cleveland, uh, eight and one. Chicago, six and four, playing uh, very well. Um, the team, well, player I really wanted to talk about uh, for the Toronto Raptors, who are seven and two. David's Toronto Raptors. DeMar DeRozan. Not really. Is averaging 34 points per game. That's highly significant. That's he, pretty amazing. He is just demolishing teams yeah. by himself. Yeah, that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, and this is this is a guy who uh last year only averaged twenty three point five points per game. And oh, only so that, like that's but, not well, any good. Um. But, uh, you know, last year he shot 44%, the year before 41%, the year before 43 This year he's shooting 52.8%. So we can expect him to come back down maybe, at some point. I mean, maybe, maybe it, this is just one of those seasons where it clicked. So the next leading scorer is uh, Oklahoma City's Russell Westbrook at 31.9. We all kind of expected that with Kevin Durant right. uh, heading out. Yeah, so he's, he's their one, number one shooter now. Right. And Anthony Davis, 31.3. Um, all three of these guys just doing amazing things for their teams. And uh, Anthony Davis, 30, uh, 31.3, you'd think that that would translate to uh, to them having a pretty good year, right? Yeah, I think so. They're 1-9. <laughs> That's not a pretty good year? Well, no. Uh, they're 1-9, and, nine and uh, Philadelphia's 1-8 down there in the basement with them. But yeah, uh, having Davis score that much, you'd, you'd think you'd get a few wins out of a guy like that. But uh, the rest of the team doesn't seem inclined to uh, perform that perform that well. No. Um, and you know, we, like we said, we'll we'll get a little more into basketball as the season progresses and once yeah, once similar, things start winding down, we're out of yeah. baseball now, so we'll focus a little bit more. Yeah, similarly with hockey, we're waiting for some more games and yeah. for more stories to develop. I mean, there's stuff happening, but right. Um, college basketball did just start up. Um, oh. You know, all pretty uh, pretty standard stuff. Uh, we've had a handful of games so far, and I, I know there was one upset that I want to go back and look at um, in the first week of games. Uh, UConn got upset 
and I cannot find the score. I am blowing uh, this. It was 300 to 12. You're right, it was. <laughs> You're blowing the segment. I am blowing the segment that I lead. None of us can help you on. Yep. All right, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, UConn was upset. That was the only uh, only real surprise so far uh, this year. So the problem is that when they put when they put the schedule up on the app that I'm using, um, they don't give rankings, so it's kind of difficult to look at. Um, coming up tomorrow, we do have uh, number twelve or thirteen Michigan State playing against number two Kentucky, um, and we also have number one Duke taking on number seven Kansas. So a couple big matchups coming up tomorrow. Um, I will do my best to watch them and actually have full game reports for college basketball. Um, You'd better. It's, it's something that I've always wanted to get into. Everybody always gets into the March Madness. Yeah. And the games during the regular season are very entertaining. Uh, you know, I've seen a few in person. I watch here and there if there's, you know, not a lot going on on TV. It's all very entertaining. Um, the problem is you get the same teams year in and year out. You know, you've always got the Duke and the Kansas and the uh, Kentucky all up at the top. And I tried March Madness for the first time last year. I How'd did. that go? Not great. Oh. It was going all right, and then uh, and then it wasn't. Yeah, very tautological. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I like I said, I I wanted to get into it a little bit more, and uh, I'm hoping that I can. I'm looking to go up to University of Michigan for a game or two this year and yeah. check it out in person for the first time in over a decade. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'd I'd like to go too. Um, I ne- when I went to Bowling Green, our our women were really were really good, and yeah. I never got out to see one of their games. Yeah. and um, I didn't get out to see much actually when I was at Bowling Green. I didn't really go to see a whole lot of games, football, hockey, or anything. Right. But uh, but yeah, no, I I I love watching basketball in person. Yeah. yeah, like it's a ton of fun when I've got the time or when I make the time to do it. Right, and I mean it's it's difficult when it's not. A- when it's not a sport that you're that you've been into as long as we've been into things like hockey and baseball, you know. Um, but it, it's definitely entertaining. It's much more entertaining when you're there. Yeah, um, no, I, I still do look forward to the games that we've got slated. So, we've got yeah. those two NBA games February that we're going to. Yeah, well, you know, over over the years, I've I've grown to enjoy watching basketball on TV more and more. Like I used to think it was just it's boring. I'm not going to enjoy it. But now I, I'm able to. They make it exciting. I'm able to tune in and and see what's going on. And it's it's a lot more exciting than just I used to think it was. The last three minutes are so insufferable, insufferable with all the timeouts and fouls and yeah. Well, you latch onto different sports at different times and for different right. You know, if you if you get into a certain sport really early uh, into your life, that might be the only thing that you do for a couple decades, right? As far as like what you enjoy to watch, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm fairly well versed in all of them. Uh, NBA, I haven't been. I haven't been up on very much this year, just, you know, watching my team and trying to follow what the uh, Warriors are doing with their big three and keeping tabs on DeMar DeRozan. Nobody got back to us about how I said last week that you could see this, uh, the the Pistons take on the Clippers for $4. We were going to give you guys a gift and no one wanted it. Um but I checked later in the day, tickets had gone up. The prices went up oh. to $5 oh, from no. f- from $4. So I'm not sure very many people made it out to that game. You know, a, a one-mile Uber is going to set you back at least six. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it, I, I didn't see tickets flying up like they did like that, but they yeah. did. Bit of breaking news. Uh, Michigan starting quarterback Wilton Spate out for season after suffering a broken collarbone. 
Oh. So Penn State winning the Big Ten is happening now, right? Boy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That is huge. I also like that you go ahead and say breaking yeah. news, even though this doesn't go out live. Um, <laughs> it's it's still breaking to us. Yeah, we, yeah. we just got this. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That it's, is huge, though. It, it is, is massive. Oh, it, my God. This, now I'm worried. This is, yeah, this is, uh. We're going to have to do another show, like, tomorrow just to talk about this. Yeah, this has huge implications, not only for the Big Ten, but, you Goodness. know, for the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, how, if Michigan can't they, survive, how far can they make it in the playoff? Are they going to take this into account? When they tomorrow when they do the the playoff announcement show, right? You know, this could be the difference between Michigan and Clemson. It's amazing. You you just to watch this stuff happen all season long. People are flying, flying so high, and then you got yesterday's loss, and then this madness, and everything changes. Yeah, and it's it's wild. It's wild to see that just that switch. Emotions are just I can't imagine emotions of Michigan fans right, right. now. Well, uh, does this type of thing go into something like the CFP rankings? I think it. I mean. These are real people looking at. I think it can real active events. I mean, I, I think they do. They do consider this stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, you you have to consider is Michigan's backup quarterback good enough to to continue what's going on, or has it been Spate providing most of this offense? Right. Yeah. And if the, I mean, if this were Louisville's quarterback. That's a massive difference. He's, you know, he's a Heisman contender. I think that definitely would keep Louisville out of it. You know, yeah. if, if if it were that team or or even Clemson with Watson, I think either way, um, I think it would it would definitely weigh on it. So I think it will weigh on it for uh for the decision on Michigan. So it just made things very interesting in the Big Ten. Um, so hopefully, uh, see a senior, junior. Do we know? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully he can recover. And who? I mean. Who knows what uh, what their situation will be next year um, yeah. if he if he is eligible to come back? But so well, we'll watch tomorrow and see what they decide. Yeah, that's that's man, that's huge. <laughs> right. Um, so Tom brought us back around to football, and we are going to stay in the world of football for the rest of the show because we're going to talk about Soldier Field. Ooh, that spaceship that landed on the Coliseum. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about Soldier Field. Out of the three of us. Uh, uh, I'm the only one who's seen a game there. Um, Mason, have you seen a game at Soldier Field of any kind? No. Okay. Well, yeah, so Soldier Field, uh, as everybody knows, um, is the home of the XFL Chicago Enforcers, uh, as well as the uh, <laughs> uh, the CFL Chicago Owls for 68 and 60, and the Chicago Bears of the NFL. Um, it was uh, designated. It's it's an old one. It was designated a U.S. historical landmark in 1987. Uh, one of one of the bros was alive, and then they changed their mind. And then yes, well, in 2006, um, uh, an alien race known as the Omegans uh, arrived, <laughs> and were going to land uh, in in Chicago, and they crashed. <laughs> the soldiers field no it's it, yeah we make fun of the design because you've got this old style parthenon looking beautiful architecture beautiful gorgeous building. gorgeous architecture gorgeous architecture and then um it gets really shiny and metallic and angled at weird ways and curves and panels and things and it's an architectural decision of clashing these two styles that doesn't always work Clashing two different styles doesn't always work. I would never in my life dream of clashing, say, Monet with Andy Warhol, um, who we've talked about on the show at length. But anyway, 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 I'm, I'm Soldier looking, Field. I'm looking at, at a picture of, of the stadium before they, uh, quote, upgraded it. Before first contact. And it just, it looks, it looks absolutely breathtaking. It is. It's beautiful. Uh, it's in that south end of Chicago. 
Um, it's right right across the street from uh um from the field museum. So like even mm-hmm. if you haven't gone there to see a game, you've probably parked there. Tom, Tom and I have seen it <laughs> most uh, people, before the construction. Yeah, most people can say they've been to Soldier Field uh, because they parked underneath it. They they let you park there for all the museums all, all year long, which is awesome. I did that uh, last year. I went to the yeah. Shedd Aquarium. Yeah. Um, I entered through the gift shop. Yes. Um, so that's... Yes, you tell a story about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if we should talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the statute of limitations on that is. That's their fault. Yeah. They need better security. Yeah, I just, just yeah. wandered in because I ran out of time because I had to stand in line for like an hour and a half. He ends up in the aquarium without really... Yeah, I was in the gift shop just checking it out to see if they had a squid hat. Uh, they did not. I was very disappointed. And then I just wander in. And he just said, screw it. I'm just going to go get a real squid wearing on my head. <laughs> the, uh, the girl who was the security guard yeah. was staring at her phone. And I was like, well, looks like I'm going to see some, some fish. Get your stuff together, Shed Aquarium. Yeah. Her name was Becky Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh... <laughs> Dude, if there's a Becky Johnson and someone from Shed listens to this. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, Becky. Uh, but, uh, so I was there for, uh, um, the New York Giants at Chicago Bears preseason game a long, long time ago. I got to see Cutler's, Jay Cutler's very first, uh, interception. Every, well, yeah, his very first game, his very first, uh, game, uh, as a bear. It was right after the Bears got him from, uh, from, uh, Denver. And, uh, so that was fun. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the stadium. You get in there and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it feels old, but in the bad ways, honestly, once you're inside and it's not in the charming Wrigley Field ways. No, it's just, it has this, I mean, it's not like decrepit, but it's just boring. So it's, it's. It's a case of when they upgraded it, they it was all aesthetics. The renov, yeah, the renovations were more. It seems like they were more interested in the facade, the outside of it. And then you get in, and it's like, okay, we're in a football stadium. It feels kind of strange. You're walking past that cool, uh, the cool, you know, brick, or or, or just you know the. You walk past these the cool like old Parthenon style walls, and yeah. then suddenly there's like this just white metal just coming at weird angles. These poured, weird poles poured concrete. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the stadium's almost 100 years old. It is almost 100 yes. years old. It was old. opened in 1924. Yep, 24. And so there's been a lot of controversy over what they're going to do with the stadium. They tried doing the dome that one time. That didn't work out. They were thinking about doing a dome. Yeah. And the city didn't go for it. Um. I, I, you know, we don't promise that we're going to say great things about these stadiums. Yeah, we're just going to. We talk just about promise them. that we're going to talk about one, and yeah. we have a lot of criticisms. And if a lot we, of criticisms if we had gotten for to, Soldier Field, if we had gotten to be there before the renovations, we'd probably have nothing but wonderful things to say about it. Right. Because looking but, at, yeah. having seen it back then, and looking at yeah. the old pictures, it was gorgeous. It yeah. was one of the better stadiums in the NFL. And I look at it as. Green Bay has kept the integrity of the stadium as they have expanded and built up and added more seats and the atrium and everything. And Fenway has has. and Wrigley for the most part until last year they had the big renovations, which were important ones. Like like the restrooms were places where you could now go to use one. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) You know, stuff that was important or stuff that at least didn't screw it up. Yeah. Like like I said, I was worried about, about Wrigley putting in those boards. Now I love them. Uh, 
I would have been worried about crashing a spaceship into this one, exactly. I feel. Yeah. And I and in hindsight it was a bad idea to let the Omegans land there. It's just not a good looking stadium anymore. No. And it's not you drive by and you're just kinda of like, Matt, when it used to be like, Hey kids, and then there's Soldier Field. And then when you get inside, you're in a one hundred year old football stadium. Yeah. Nearly. Without you know, without the, the nice look. Yeah. Of, of, of you, a classic stadium. And then, you know, to add even further insult, you're there to see the Bears. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I would have just come off as. <laughs> oh, man. No, I just, I don't. You guys need to do something about that stadium. Somebody has to. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, well, what I, what I would like to see done, uh, take the spaceship out. Mm hmm. They've been here long enough, and they need to move on to other worlds. And re- restart. Venus is really cool. Restart from where they were before, from when it was, yeah, you know, the the Coliseum type mm-hmm. look. I think they need to build a completely new stadium, and I would like them to do it in in the same like style as this. Yes, you know, I I would like them to yeah. build a completely new Bears stadium. I'd be more likely to travel that far for a game because we travel that far for baseball all the time. Right. You know, I've been to three Cubs games and three White Sox, you know, home games. Uh, um, we drive. We drive to Pittsburgh for baseball games, to, right? You know, and, and I've only been to the one Bears game, uh, the one, and it was a preseason game. And and like, I don't think I would. I don't think there's not enough going on for me to go all that. Right. If I'm spending a, a if I'm spending a week there and it happens to go over yeah. a, over a Bears game, yeah, maybe I'll grab a couple tickets and go. But now I'm not thought, going just for that, right? And they thought about doing the dome, which which Chicago has such terrible terrible weather in the winter because which of where would they ruin the experience. Yeah. yeah. So so like well, it's tough. It's tough to say like what you should do because i imagine it's hell for a couple of months there in chicago not this year right i've been to a freezing cold game like that before not in chicago uh but up in green bay tom's been to one as well and the three of us went to one that yeah Yeah. the three of us went to one that it wasn't that bad but the playoff game in cincy last year it was cold at a point you just you stop noticing the weather yeah. when you're paying attention to the game yeah you at some point you're just not cold anymore when i was there we were uh we were in the north side near john hancock tower and um it was it was uh it was an act well it was preseason so and it was warm but then it got really cold really fast yeah and i'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and i can usually deal with arctic conditions but it got it got colder than we wanted and we were, we had pretty high up seats in the end zone and so we we went into there's a north on the first or second floor of the John Hancock building where um, the cheapest garment was like, I don't know, uh, a keychain for $50. And so instead we went to the John Hancock uh, store and bought like a Chicago hoodie for yeah. like, I don't know, 20. And I wore that there. But uh, it can be pretty harsh, those conditions. So I see where they were going with the dome. Um, but, you know, I don't think the Bears could play indoors. I think weird. Well, at, the, I mean, at the Packers and the Patriots play outdoors. I think the Bears can. Right. Um, but, the, I, you know, I've ripped the, Vikings, the Vikings and play the out Lions the for years. I've ripped them for years yeah. and years about their dome stadiums. Yeah, the Lions play indoors, and it's like... Well, I mean, think think about while the uh, construction was going on for the Vikings' new stadium, and they played outdoors that season. They had that playoff game, and it was so cold, and that's a very memorable game. Memorable game. Blair Walsh. Mm-hmm. Memorable game for me, just because it was that kind of cold where it just seems like... The sun is out, but it was it might as well not. But doesn't matter. It was yeah. made for NFL films. Yeah. Oh yeah. The it old was, school. Yeah. You see the breath coming out of Nitschke yeah. and off the, his head. The steam and, coming off their heads. Yeah. It was made for.
for NFL films. But in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. With uh, the game on the line. And so on. We gotta be able to get rights to that. Yeah. It should, yeah. Play it just play it just very lightly in the background of our NFL coverage. For our whole show. And it'll just like trick people's brains into thinking we're so much better than we are. That's true. Because they're used yeah. to That's how NFL films did it for years. They're used to <laughs> hearing that NFL films voice. It was nineteen seventy two. Oh, no, that guy's dead, right? We can't get him. Yeah, he Yeah. His son is his son, I believe, took up the mantle and he's doing a great job with it. Can we get him? Can we get him on the show? Eric, can we get the son of that guy? He thinks so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week for the son of that guy. For the son of that guy. No. Um, we'll fit. Well, I wish we knew his name because uh, Sable. Is it no, Sable? no, not that. No, because the, the NFL voice guy. Not oh, the, oh, oh. Well, oh no, I was talking about the. Oh, you were talking about the Sables. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Because no. NFL films is great. It is. It really is. Uh, Man, this is probably the worst segment we've ever done. It and, and it's funny because it's the end of the show and everyone will remember how it ended. So no matter how good we were, they'll remember like, all I did was was just talk crap about that stupid stadium <laughs> that we all love. They whined about it and then got sidetracked. And then they just couldn't remember the guys who did the NFL films. And then they didn't even know how to end the show. Yeah. So Michael's giving no, the signal. I'm, to- I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because the silence there. I know the silence will the be silence there. will be cut, but for about three four seconds, Michael was like we like we were quiet, and Michael gave the signal to just cut the show. No, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah, I I really want to get to a game in Chicago to see yeah. the Bears, but I don't think it's, it's going to happen. It's pricey. It is pricey. It's very pricey. Yeah, my go, mom, especially when you're see. not a fan. Well, my mom my mom has uh, one of her my mom's best friends has season tickets. They go to like two games out of the year, sell all the others, make a fortune. I mean, maybe right. maybe. I never buy their tickets because they're too overpriced. Well, go go take a look at maybe next time Tampa Bay comes to town, yeah. you know, Jacksonville or something. Just go yeah. there to just to get there. Hopefully, right. yeah, yeah. Pick a pick a bad team take, to see there. Take team. a long weekend and do some other stuff in right. Chicago too. But yeah, I was, I was thinking with them being two and six, prices might drop, so we can check it out for later in the year. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing really later in any year. There's nothing yeah. really endearing, I think, about the stadium, and it's a shame. There used to be. There used to be, and it's such an old stadium, and it was, and it was. And a historical landmark, and now it's not. And uh, because they crashed a ship into it, um, I think that they should have embraced the style that they had. I don't know what they were thinking when they changed it all up. And uh, I think they need to go back to it because it's such a cool motif that that they had, and that I think you guys well, need to return. It to matches it. with the with the uh, with the museums around there. Yeah, it's, it's the same the, style. Those big columns. They got the one cool. Uh, statue it's like that mural yeah. statue it's got a quote from kennedy on it i believe well it's in chicago it's got a quote from kennedy on it um <laughs> he and the dailies mason's giving me this look like kennedy in chicago they were big friends with the dailies i didn't know that yeah where were you in the 60s uh, yeah come on man <laughs> i was very young <laughs> yeah but they do have that cool uh tribute to the soldiers out there if you're into that if if you are into that kind of thing uh it is a very cool thing out there in front of the stadium between the field museum and the stadium itself I can't say anything else about the stadium, guys. No. Sorry. I think we're done. That's my stadium for the week, and it's not a really fun one. We, we promise a better stadium next week. Uh-huh. Are you? Uh, now i got to think. Wait a minute. Tom's the one that gets to pick? Okay, I don't promise a better stadium next week. Sorry, guys. We'll do the Joe again. <laughs> that was one of our better ones. It's farewell to the Joe. We're just going to do Joe Lewis Reno all year Every long. other week. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, Mason, for being in studio with us. It was great. We'll hopefully have you back sometime soon, and we will talk to you guys about more sports next week.